This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So we have this crazy story came out yesterday that there were, there were secret commandos deployed on January 6th with shoot-to-kill authority. Now, we started uh, about a minute or so late because the initial story I had read said that Trump had deployed them, and I think that was incorrect. So we wanted to change the headline and then actually have a discussion about uh, what it really means. It was the DOJ. It was apparently, I think, Rosen who deployed these commandos to prevent a terror attack. I don't know if it actually came from Donald Trump. I want to make sure that was clear, but this is, a hu- this is, a, this is huge. If it was the, the executive branch that was trying to shut this thing down, I think it's it's still incorrect to claim that there was an insurrection narrative uh, or, or the insurrection narrative is completely absurd to begin with. And this is just more evidence to the fact that the media is completely in the wrong about what happened on January 6th. But there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a better story outside of all of this. That, I think, is the big news, the lead. There's also a really funny story. If an election was held today, Joe Biden would lose to Donald Trump. The nation supports Trump by an average of five points above Joe Biden in aggregate, not any single poll. And if the mainstream media is maintaining their narrative that Trump is currently involved in a conspiracy to overthrow American democracy and that there was an insurrection or a coup, that would mean that Americans, knowing this, support it more than Joe Biden, which says a whole lot about what their narrative is. But we'll have to break down the news to make sure we get it absolutely correct. There's a bunch of other stories. The Daily Mail has joined Getter, which is huge. Because once Getter becomes a utility for news gathering, you're going to see way more people signing up. So that's a big deal. 500,000 people reportedly signed up for for Getter after the Joe Rogan episode. And we've also got reports about lockdowns coming in Canada. And believe it or not, Bernie Sanders will face a primary challenge from the left. Joe Biden. Joe Biden will? What, 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 speak, Jack. Bernie Sanders' <laughs> campaign manager says that Joe Biden, oh Joe Biden, will face yeah, yeah. Oh, a I, primary challenger. And since it's Bernie Sanders' manager saying oh, okay, this, okay, I okay. guess the implication. Would I be totally that it would screwed be Bernie. that one up. Thank you, thank you for <laughs> yes. correcting me on that we'll one, Jack. Um, so okay then. Well, as all of you know, Jack, live fact checking, live fact checking, live fact checking. I got that one wrong. Uh, Jack, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. It's been a minute. Uh, I've got my, my Bidesua t-shirt on, which Bidesua. is, which is Tim's favorite word in Mandarin. But Tim, why don't you tell us, what does Bidesua mean? White left. White left. It's, and this, it's, it's Mandarin for and, uh, SJW. And, uh, and the, the, the subtitle is, uh, China figured it out. We didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Figured and so this is actually sent to me by the Myth Inform guys for Christmas. So Merry Christmas guys. Uh, you, you bunch of filthy atheists. And, um, <laughs> No, it's really cool. This is the idea that that in in the West, right, we are sort of controlled on, by the grip of this like fearsome minority of the white left, where they're just these angry little, but you know, very vocal and loud, screaming leftists that are are all typically white and have this undue influence in the West for some reason. And China figured this out and made it a joke years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw this with Pat Oswalt. He's a perfect example. Amazing He's like, example. I've been friends with Dave Chappelle for three, four years, but I'm going to apologize for being friends with him. I'm going to apologize for being friends with the guy who created and starred in Chappelle show, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. who's one of the, pro- probably the most prominent comedian in the country right now. I mean, how could you, could you think of anyone that's more prominent? Than Rogan, than, than Chappelle, the two of them together. I mean, 
is Rogan just a comedian though? No, he's like, eclipsed that. Because he's, yeah. he's more than, I mean, he's prominent, but I think he's prominent for being other than just his comedy. We'll, we'll get yeah. into this. Yeah. We got, we got Luke here. Jacek Posobiak. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> coming <laughs> on here. And, uh, you, you know. Yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, he's been he's been working on that. But anyway, today I am wearing a shirt representing Joe Biden in his natural essence and habitat. That, of course, is a puppet with the saying, who's really in charge? That's a big question. And, of course, that's left to a lot of interpretation. But it gets a lot of people thinking. And if you want to do that, you can by just getting this shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com and supporting me at the same time. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, check. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And we also have a new person joining us that came back that wasn't here this year at all back from the, he hasn't I just got hired first time all it's year my, it's my yeah. since last year my, my ha, first ha, time ha, on tv jokes. guys so right. be nice to be hey i'm back guys one of last season's uh what's up dudes yeah. uh, i had you survived the langoliers man it was wild i fell asleep on the plane <laughs> i don't remember much after that yeah. did you see any walnuts that were possibly airborne i i almost screamed <laughs> at you just now uh possibly airborne yeah 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 yeah, Airborne Walnuts. He survived. Yeah, that, I, it, it's Langoliers at the end of the movie. They're like, yeah! And then it like pauses in midair where they're like jumping freeze frame. I don't think so. Cheap movie. No. I no. never, I no, never no, saw no, the end. So. Wait, wait. You know, it might, that might have been, what's really funny is I've only ever watched Langoliers <laughs> once, but I, I was on an airplane and I never saw the ending because I fell asleep. Oh, there you go. Dirty. It's a common problem. Dude, Ooh, I promised him I was going to start wearing jeans on the show and no longer wear my pajamas. I'm going professional this year, but i got to show you guys this. I came home yesterday. He's wearing pajamas. And I found these. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who would send me such crazy and amazing pajama pants? It was Luke Rutkowski. Those are super rare. I was like, those, those look new. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you've got to wear pants, man. They're smooth. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, yeah. dude. I was like, no, tonight. <laughs> this Let's, is a professional environment. Tonight yeah. we're smooth. Oh, yeah. We're Thanks, in the Luke. office You're very welcome. I love you guys thank you so much i had an amazing time away from the tv for a little while and i highly suggest doing the same for yourself for your state of mind be good to yourself and your friends and your family now is the time amen right on we got lydia yeah i'm here as well we were joking about polarity before the show tonight which is always great source of freaking dad jokes and i did want to say that i remember when the chinese went from making fun of the bites wow to like weaponizing them that was totally that's right it's very smart all right everybody before we get started head over to timcast.com and become a member we're gonna have a special members only podcast that goes live around 11 or so p.m we do that monday through thursday so it'll be of course with uh, jack here and as a member of timcast.com you're supporting all of our journalists all of the work we're doing and we are constantly innovating and expanding and working on more amazing projects hiring more journalists the more the more you guys sign up the more we expand and do the the news reporting we got a ton of people working here now i think it's like up to like 32 maybe and that's all thanks to you so again go to timcast support our work check out the store where you can buy awesome merch like this shirt that says don't be that guy be a gorilla. <laughs> and if you understand the meme, it's the Alex Jones meme when right. he came in, came in here and he kept saying, I am a gorilla. Over and over again. And we decided to make a positive thing. We don't want to tell people, we don't want to make a, I'm not that guy. No, no, no. Don't be that guy. Be a gorilla. Be strong. Be confident. Be, you know, we were like, we need a positive message here. But don't forget, you can also subscribe to this channel, smash the like button, share the show with your friends. Let's read this, this story here. This is, this is from Newsweek. Came out the other day, secret commandos with shoot-to-kill authority were at the Capitol. On Sunday, January 3rd, the heads of a dozen elite government special operations team met in Quantico, Virginia, to go over potential threats, contingencies, and plans for the upcoming joint session of Congress. The meeting and the subsequent deployment of these shadowy commandos on January 6th has never before been revealed. Right after the new year, Jeffrey Rosen, the acting attorney general on January 6th, approved implementation of long-standing contingency plans dealing with the most extreme possibilities. 
an attack on Donald Trump or Vice President Mike Pence, a terror attack involving a weapon of mass destruction, and a declaration of measures to implement continuity of government requiring protection and movement of presidential successors. Rosen made a unilateral decision to take the preparatory steps to deploy the Justice Department's so-called national forces. There was no formal request from the U.S. Capitol Police, the Secret Service, or the Metropolitan Police Department. In fact, no external request from any agency. The leadership in justice and the FBI anticipated the worst and decided to act independently, the special operations forces lurking behind the scenes. So here's the question I have with this story. If they knew all of this, if they had the foresight to say there was a very serious threat, where was the National Guard? Where were the Capitol Police? Why weren't they sharing intelligence? Why weren't they doing anything to prevent the so-called well, it's insurrection? It's almost like they wanted it to happen. Mm. So I, I can I can explain to everybody a couple of things here if you want. Um, so there was that bit. So right before we started, there was a question of because I think, Tim, you had seen on the Daily Mail the way they categorized this. I think it was Daily Mail. Was It may have been Daily Mail. That, that Trump had deployed these teams, right, which – changes things. But if you read through what it states is, is that Trump had approved the authority for these teams. Oh, but oh, interesting. Trump approved the authority for these teams back during the summer of 2020. And he had put the order in because remember, the riots were going on late May, early June 2020. Horrific. The city of DC wait, wait, was on fire. Hold, hold on. Trump authorized commandos with shoot to kill authority because of the George Floyd riots? So yes and no. Uh, well, yes, right. It's That's not like crazy, it's not like dude. he specifically mm-hmm. said that, but this it look. This is ne- this what we would call this is the NCR conop. So the NCR conop, and if Tom Sauer were here, he would know exactly what I'm talking about. That essentially means if there is a threat to the national capital region, that's kind of like all bets are off. Like this is the head of the government, right? So if there is a threat to the national capital region, that that stuff just in place. You just press the button, and boom, all this stuff gets spun up, and it gets spun up real fast and so i believe and i knew and i reported some of this back when it happened um but there were reports that the 82nd airborne was flying airborne remember those uh helicopters that you saw over dc during the summer of 2020 so let me just put it this way if the 82nd is up in the air who do you think is on those birds right who do you think is operating on the ground if you can see the 82nd up in the air right it's just one of those like common sense kind of things like just think about this that's tier one response because if the head of government goes down Right. Who else is left? Like you need to defend the Capitol. And so they do not play any jokes with, they do not mess around with that stuff. And so we already knew that Barr during the summer of 2020 had taken the step to deputize all federal law enforcement agencies. Remember this, this was reported. I know you've talked about it. Are you talking about in Oregon? In throughout the entire country, all three letter agencies that were 1811. So if you have an 1811, that means you're a special agent. So if you're uh, customs and border patrol under DHS, if you're secret service, if you're um, even, even IRS, right. Has 1811s. That's, that's your special agent, federal law enforcement. That means I'm federal agent, right? Federal agent, right? That's 1811. So, and 1811, however, is not normally tasked with, or your Bureau of Prisons, for example. That's had they have 1811s. You're not usually tasked with defending the Capitol. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Barr put forward the, this is the same reason why Bortac, which is the special ops unit for the border, went up to Oregon. That's right. So Barr had put out this blanket order. So a bunch of these blanket orders were signed during that period. This is one of them. However, I don't think Trump ever considered that it would be used at the Capitol during this. Interesting. However, because the authority was already signed, Rosen looked at it and said, yeah, sure, send them to the Capitol. They didn't do anything, though. So we know. Oh, I see. I see. Well, so there, what I think, I think the reason this is, why is this coming out of Newsweek now? Why, when there's been so many questions about January 6th, when this has been front page news, even though, by the way, the ratings on anything related to January 6th, it, they're in the dumpster, right? Nobody in like the rest of the country is really caring that much about this. And the opinion polls bear this out that you have one narrow band of people that like really, really care about it. And they all watch Rachel Maddow and, and Joy Reid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are in the White House currently, like Ron Klain. Um, but other than that, people have kind of moved on. They care about inflation. They care about the gas prices, et cetera. But suddenly you've got people like, like Darren Beatty, like myself, who have been out there talking about, you know, Tucker Carlson had this huge documentary about what was going on with federal agents in terms of this. We're one year away from it. We know that the January 6th committee has been continuing. They're going after Hannity now. They're going after other people. Hannity. They knew they are. They've, they've just requested his, um, you know, they've requested his assistance. And then if he doesn't comply, that'll be next step. Did they request, uh, documents from you? Uh, I have not been, I have not had any communication from January 6th, uh, committee. And then, um, where was I on that? Okay. So they know that something is going to come out regarding this. They, and remember, they all talked, called Tucker Carlson crazy. They said a tinfoil hair on fire for suggesting that federal agents from these agencies may have been involved on January 6th or involved with any of these militias or anything like that. And now suddenly we get these people coming out on their own to say, well, okay, we did have special operations commandos, but they were only there to protect. They were only there to do this. And we guarantee they weren't doing anything else. So you you think that some of these guys were involved with um – Effectively planning or pushing people towards things like that. I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to say that guy's name necessarily. Like, but there's a guy who everyone's accusing of being a Fed. Yeah, yeah and I don't even know if it would be that far. But I would guarantee you that at some level, if these guys were doing their jobs, they would be hint, they would be running operations. They would be dressing up plain clothes. They would be going into the crowd. They would be saying, "Hey, what are, what are you guys doing after? What are you doing after the?" After the thing, I, you, you guys, you going up to the Capitol, maybe? Going I think on, the narrative is right? already. I think that's all going to come out. Well, the, the idea that the DOJ had enough foresight to prepare to have special operations on the ground suggests that for some reason they did not have standard law enforcement, police or National Guard, that they were, they were so worried about a terror attack that they get a handful of these commandos. Why not? Go talk to the police and say, hey, look, we think this is a serious threat, so why don't you beef up security? Which, by why the way, in, in that video wait, where the wait, guy Tim, says – Tim, you're, 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 don't bury the lead. There was a terror attack. There were pipe bombs that right. were planted on January 5th, the night before, at the RNC at the D- and the DNC. I'm like – you know, I, I get that you want to go after like rolling up, you know, uh, MAGA Mimas and everything in Alaska, but 
I'm a little bit more worried about who was planting the pipe bombs, you know, at, <laughs> yeah. at the heads of our national committees yeah. for both parties. The intelligence agencies definitely lost Vegas shooter that thing. Oh, um, yeah, Stephen Paddock, the that's guy. That's definitely who, one way you know, of expressing it. Because largest mass shooting in U.S. history, and yet we don't even know anything yes, about but, his motive. And, and then the okay. fact the fact sure. that that we had this incident, you know, all over Washington D.C., which is a surveillance grid, which is has surveillance cameras everywhere. You had someone leaving pipe bombs, and they still haven't caught the person that next to the capital that. and if yeah, people don't know the where, and, and where those the, are located i believe the rnc or distance. dnc as well there's a number of pipe bombs that day and this of course leads to a lot of speculation a lot of conspiracy theories that there was a plan b if something didn't work out that they would use this as a as a as Which, a, as a you've staging seen, you've seen the blue and on thing on this right yep who they claim who it is uh, no, I no, didn't see that. You haven't seen this? They claim was that? There is a blue and on thing out there where they claim that the pipe bomb, because of, uh, what is it? There, there's like some reason that they say from the video. I don't know if it's the sneakers or the walk or something. Blue and on actually claims that the pipe bomber was Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not. Wow. It, like you can go, go look it up. They, they actually have, I don't know if there's articles, but you can find it on like TikTok and stuff where they say, yeah, the, the, we think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene and they have these whole theories and like, Holy where was cow. she the night before, et cetera. They're making fake yeah. tweets about wow. it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no joke. Daily dot oh. fake tweet attempts to link Marjorie Taylor Greene to Capitol. Yeah, and da- Daily dot is like as far left <laughs> crazy as you can go. I'm kind of with you here, Jack. I, th- I think the federal government is more implicated here than we need, we even know about. Look, wait, wait, of, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Look at this. Same gate, same left arm swing, same dropped left shoulder. That is Shoes crazy. look the same. Turns out it was a human. Wait, wait, wait guys, guys. <laughs> dark pants. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Dark Naturally. pants Stop. were both worn by Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's a shadow. And God. the pipe bomber. Cast a shadow. Roller suitcase oh, she a has roller one? suitcase she has she, a roller bag too she she's, also she's the only has one. a roller bag yes. nobody has a roller no bag. Oh nobody has a roller single bags. person yeah they stopped using it. those in the 90s yeah. Yeah. i mean that's fair <laughs> now everyone's got skateboards they carry all their stuff in individually wrapped plastic I'm, bags i'm gonna have to be skeptical on this one i've been watching a lot of information on uh, the the bombing of pearl harbor and that i've heard that the american government knew there was going to be an attack they didn't know where so they they were kind of they just let it happen because they needed to incite the people to get angry and go to war and i when i see these like waiting letting it happen they knew it was gonna they were there just in case but they kind of let something happen it looks like they like, obviously didn't stop it i i can't i can't uh, uh well that's the look. whole thing about like Ad- admiral layton who was the n2 or the j2 for paycom at the time who was the intel director out there so before he was admiral i think he was commander layton uh, my Navy buddies are going to be mad at me for that one. He he had predicted that it would come to Pearl Harbor, but nobody listened to him. Yeah, so there's a, there's a couple of different ways people address that. They say either we had reason to believe it was ignored, we had intelligence it was ignored, or they outright knew it was about to happen and said, "Stand down, we need it." Well, it's not that we didn't miss that the the entire Japanese fleet left Tokyo. It right. was the idea is, are they going to hit the Philippines? Are they going to hit Hong Kong? Or are they going to hit Hawaii? And what people don't realize is that they actually hit all three at the same time. But I, but, but I will say this because I, I I I can't speak to that stuff. I will say you're. The history people think they know, man, if, if you had any idea. And the yeah. example I often give is... If the, the news the, are fake, imagine history. T- t- mm-hmm. uh, take a look at Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street, the story of what went on in Occupy Wall Street is predominantly told by those who favored Occupy Wall Street. The people who opposed it weren't in the park. So there were very few people who are going to give you an honest assessment of what actually happened there. And even the people who might be there as actual journalists couldn't see the, 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 the entirety of the picture. Not even I could. Not even Luke could. We were down there. 
But I'll tell you this, the stuff I see they write about Occupy and what was going on, I'm like, man, they just lie about everything to make it seem good. What's going to happen is it's going to be 20, 30 years and they're going to be like, we're going to read this book on what happened during Occupy Wall Street and it's going to be all fluff. All of the bad stuff stripped out, and I'm sure the same is true for American history and for the revolution. The Spanish Civil War, Spanish Civil War. There's probably a whole bunch of really crazy, gruesome, awful stuff the Americans did during the War for Independence that just doesn't get told about. Yeah, dude, the Native American genocide. Oh, dude. <laughs> the conquest. Well, I, I mean, it's conquest. You look at um, the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, which is a fantastic movie. And they talk about the, the, the you know, what did he call it? I don't know. The, the, wild, the wilderness campaign. The mm-hmm. really brutal stuff that this yeah. guy did. There's there's probably stuff you're never going to hear because the people who won were probably like, don't tell them what we had to do to win. Give them a good victory story. It's actually why I like the movie Fury. If you've seen that one. Oh, really? You no. haven't seen that? So this is a movie. Any, any of you guys seen no. that? No. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt, um, I think Shia LaBeouf is in it and a couple other people. Um, and it just shows it's it's a story of like one tank, one tank unit uh, in Europe. And it's just the it's the mud and the grit and the dirt and like some kid comes up with you know with an rpg and they've got to shoot the kid right or else he's going to blow up the tank and kill everybody and it's just it's dirty and it's nasty and there's this one this one part where brad pitt has and they have the german right and so a child about has just joined the unit um is kind of the plot of it and they've got this nazi that they've captured and they're like we in brad pitt's like we ain't got no room for prisoners here what is it this ain't a command this ain't a prisoner unit and he's like you got like he he's got a job his job is killing you you got a job your job is killing him are you going to do your job are you going to let him do his job and it's it's just like all these various scenes like that culminating you know the first thing he has to do is wash his buddy's like face and guts out of the tank because he's taken that seat. Yeah, you know, I've seen that movie. It was very. Oh, you have very, to, yeah. it, Now yeah, it yeah, reminded yeah. me exactly yeah. who you're talking it's about. Like, but, but this is what ninety nine percent of warfare was like. Yeah, and and there's also the bombing of Dresden, which bombing also Dresden, goes yeah. unaddressed and not talked about. What FDR knew about the you know the camps. There's so much history that again we just aren't privy to, and uh, so v- much of it v- has been censored. Who infiltrated Auschwitz twice yep. was writing reports from the ni- in the early forties. Back to so Polish underground intelligence officer infiltrates Auschwitz, sets up literally a radio relay from inside the camp to get it out to the Polish underground. They send the reports back to the to the British. The British put it on a shelf. Yep. Wow. FDR too. And yeah, FDR. Yeah. Let's talk about modern sentiments because I want to stay on the 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 uh, the January sixth topic. We have the story from Newsweek. Biden starts 2022 trailing Trump by average of nearly five points in 2024 election polls. Now, I would like you to all enter the worldview of the establishment left. They believe that Donald Trump staged a military coup and failed. They believe that Donald Trump staged an insurrection and failed. They believe that he is currently trying to engage in another coup and another insurrection. The Atlantic writes, Trump's next coup has already oh begun. January 6th was practice. Donald Trump's GOP is much better positioned to subvert the next election. Combine these stories and you will start to see a very interesting picture. Is this the picture. one where it's like, you know, people are running for a local precinct yes. chair and stuff? <laughs> but, but look, there's another story that we talked about on the show a few weeks ago where it says the Trump conspiracy is still continuing. If the Atlantic... If these mainstream publications genuinely believe that Trump is actively engaging in the subversion of U.S. democracy, it means that the polls show more Americans favor the insurrection and the coup than the establishment government. Well, I have a, um, I have a, I have a thing on this and I was, I was kind of joking around on Twitter yesterday and I said, 
you know, all of the headlines make sense if you re- if you can learn to speak regime English. And regime English. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd like that one. And uh, so if you, you speak regime English, so and I, I, I lifted this bit from um from Adrian Vermeule, and uh, I don't usually make it a habit of quoting Harvard professors, but you know he's kind of like a token, you know, good guy. So I'll, I'll quote him. And he said, "When they say democracy, they really mean liberalism, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I just always, think- always substitute the word. You know, Trump is a threat to." Democracy. Trump is a threat to liberalism. Well, Trump just, is thinking to subvert democracy. Trump is seeking to subvert liberalism. You see that, but I don't, I don't even think liberalism is the right word because they're a cult. It's the, something entirely the liberal different. economic order. That thing they started but it is in the forties. The, the liberal but order. Did you, yeah. you see that clip that went viral where the, you know they're like the Republicans are a threat to democracy because they might win elections? Yeah, this is. It's not a coup when you unseat a sitting president through votes and win the election. That's a natural way that it functions. It might seem <laughs> coupish because it's a new guy coming in no, and unseating again, the old. They they have right in their own mind they have gone so far into their own you you could use the phrase of the day mass formation psychosis where they actually believe that democracy and liberalism are synonymous that they're the same thing there can be no other order and this of course is not just a mass formation psychosis thing this this is actually religious belief right you know there can only be one true religion so if there can only be one true order then anything that that arises that's a threat to that that's outside the overton window of our order must therefore be against all of democracy. Take a look at this other story we have from TimCast.com. About half of both Republicans and Democrats view the other side as enemies that threaten their entire way of life. Wow. So maybe it is true. You know, maybe, maybe uh, most Americans, if an election was held today, would vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. But here's the thing. Those Americans who support Donald Trump don't believe an insurrection happened. These are people who probably read the news, watch the news, saw what's going on, and they're like, that's ridiculous. The narrative isn't true. Because if they truly believed that what Trump did was a military coup, they probably wouldn't support him. But they don't because— a military coup without the military or without any guns. And a bunch of, without, yeah, a bunch, know, bunch of unarmed people. people most well, of them were let in through this, open doors and, and, and this, smiling police. And this will be, you know, and, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, if you're watching, right? You know, I think—and I said, I think I said this on air. She doesn't not use the internet. Oh, no, yeah, no, but her, her little acolytes do. Um, that— I, the disparity here is that the people inside the media and inside the Democrat Party and inside the January 6th committee say that every single person that showed up on January 6th was anti-constitution. But if you talk to anybody who was in the crowd on January 6th, right, you, they probably, every single one of them would have said, no, I am for the constitution. You're not following the constitution and that's why we're here, right? So in their mind, they are the ones fighting against a coup. You get it? Right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
in a way, it's like the easiest solution because neither one of them intend to stage a coup. They both think the other one's doing what they're doing or, or they, the other one thinks that they're doing what they think the other one's doing. And like, yeah, but that's one's objectively simple, wrong. Yeah. So how do you unwind that? Here, 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 here's what I think when I see this. I think this is mostly a product of the, the, the incoming generation and uh, polarization from the previous generation. So I don't think we're seeing this hyperpolarization just because people are reading social media and becoming polarized. I think it's that younger people who are more radicalized by the previous generation, or I think a fair way to put it is when you look at the, the Pew graph, conservatives have barely moved to the right at all. The left has gone far left. You have corporate America and uh, you know liberal parents in big cities pushing this heavy indoctrination. I mean, my whole the whole childhood growing up, it was just endless leftist, you know, talking points. So these people grow up living in this world, which is far left. They weren't converted to the far left. They have developed in a far left mindset. Yes. So as time goes on, it is the new generations that are polarized against each other. What I mean to say is two millennials, one who is far left and one who is conservative, weren't like previously friends who read a news article and then went, I now disagree with you. Oh, no. Why are we enemies? These are people who grew up in entirely different realities and cannot see the other side. Now, it is true. It is the rule on the right. The right does read left-wing publications and does follow left-wing individuals. And it is the rule on the left that they don't. We've, we've gone through the graphs. We've pulled up many well, this- left personalities. They don't read right-wing news, news. So you have the left that is in a collective, in an echo chamber, and the right, which you know looks at both. They're not going to get along. I've also said, though, that this this one of the biggest problems on, uh, you know, of conservatives or like, you know, up up until now is that conservatives will pathologically deny and reject the notion that pop culture and Hollywood have any effect on society. You know, they they say, oh, no, those are just movies. That's not real. Don't worry about that. Whereas, as you just said. There's an inundation of left-wing talking points out there, and a lot of that is coming through Hollywood, whether that be TV, movies, it's, uh, in some cases video games oh, yeah. now where it's coming in. Um, and whereas if you're on the right, you're like, oh, well, no, we can just separate that out. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. And I think the new right is at least finally trying to get that like software upgrade and understanding, no, wait, you know, we actually have to do something about this. Because, but it's amazing because I will tweet something about this and say, Hey, I think this TV show or this movie or whatever it is had a bunch of influence in this direction. And I will get conservatives saying, Oh, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. You can't talk about this. But what did Barack Obama do when he was in office? He would go on late night shows. He would go on comedy. He would do all this stuff. Yep. He would appear, you know, in things and people would say, and people on the right would say, would just laugh. And they would attack it and they say it was stupid. He would go on YouTube and people would attack him. And meanwhile, on the left, they're like, oh, I like this guy. This guy's cool. And this is the mistake that the media made with Trump when Trump had his well-done steak with ketchup. He had a, what was it, like a 30-day dry-age steak. And he had it well-done with ketchup. And the media mocked him for it. But that made him more relatable to, to middle America. Well, right. just really quickly, this is why I think Barack Obama, after he left office, started to work with Netflix with an exclusive deal. 100%. And I would even go further than you, Jack. I wouldn't say it's talking points. I would say it's covert, subliminal messaging that, of course, is put onto people through the forms of entertainment. It's not entertainment. It's propaganda. And it, it, it's it's fomented in a way where it's not – I don't think it's leftist ideologies. I, I believe the entire left has been taken over by a corporate 
corporate establishment that is using them as a conduit to push their agenda to make people weaker, to make people dumber, to make people more needy for centralization, which of course is going to be granted and given to them through the multinational corporations. So I think, you know, I, I wouldn't even describe these as leftist ideas, but more of corporatist ideas with them really calling the shots here from my perspective. Is it just fascism? You know, like with That's big, one cor- way big corporations it, so. and government colluding with each other. Yeah, you know? it's a new kind of digital fascism. I mean, that's literal fascism. But, but also now with the later, latest psychological tricks, they could get in our brain in ways that they never could before, especially with, again, social media, especially with how we interact with them and all the information we give them. They have data sets that dictators would have wished to have that will, again, help them conquer the general public because we're literally giving them everything about us. And when they know everything, uh, they could weaponize that and use it against us. So have you guys seen Don't Look Up yet? No, of course. You've seen it. I thought it was great. One thing, I I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the social commentary, and people were like lighting me up for saying that I like this because everybody gets skewered in it. But one thing that I don't think people realized very well is – the primary antagonist, like the main villain of the movie, is a tech oligarch, transhumanist, <laughs> right. globalist. Slash Bill Gates. Sla- let's, yeah. yeah, it's like Bill Gates, Elon, Elon Musk, and like a Hillary type. No, no, no. Is, it's, it's, is, it shows like a, a picture of the president hugging Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. like, and, the, and, it, and it's irrelevant to the scene. When we were watching, Luke's like, look. Clinton, and it, Clinton, Clinton. And it, and it, and it's like a half a second. I didn't even notice that. I totally didn't notice that. Yeah, in the middle of the conversation, My kids running around. it just jumps yeah. to a picture of the president hugging Bill Clinton for no reason. Huh. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> At the very Wait, least. So this, I think, is this one of the first times that we've seen that a tech oligarch has been portrayed as the villain in a movie? Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman, yeah. yeah, would be one. The Circle. I think would be another one which like nobody oh, has seen, yeah. even though it was Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. They totally memory hold that one because I didn't think it, I saw it. I barely remember it. I loved it. I thought yeah, it was really? fantastic. I thought it was fantastic. But one of the key things in Don't Look Up and that one is that all of what what Luke was just talking about. They have all your data, and the way yeah. this is played out in Don't Look Up, and it's it, I thought it was funny. He was like, he was like, I can actually predict how you're going to die <laughs> <laughs> down to ninety six point six percentage. And I looked up your algorithm when when you left. The one thing I remember is. You'll die alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also that Amazon. Which I'm not um, going to spoil it, but actually, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was wrong. That guy, if you, if you remember the ending, actually, right. his prediction spoiler. was wrong. Spoiler. Good. Well, I know, a little bit of a spoiler. What there. was the yeah. Amazon series that they that they canceled season two of because it was too real? Utopia. 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 That was another oh, one. Was that? I don't that know that one. After. Did you see oh, that you one? have to watch no, that one. It. It's yeah. about a tech, a tech billionaire who is worried about overpopulation. He makes fake meat. Wait, wait. And this was on Amazon? It was on Amazon. Okay, hold on. It gets crazier. Hold on. Let me get through Explain because gonna, Bezos is like, like I don't think dude. so. They canceled it. They canceled, <laughs> they canceled it. All right, hold on. Yeah, Bezos had to. Utopia is about a tech billionaire. He makes fake meat. He's concerned about overpopulation and climate change. So he stages a fake pandemic to rush through a vaccine before proper without proper approval that secretly is sterilizing people. You're still talking about and, a TV show. TV and, show. On, I'm, I think so. I'm not done. I'm not done. This isn't Luke's latest. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. In the show. There is a comic book that reveals what the plan is and what's going on. And it's, it's a, the comic book is called Utopia. And so when they find it, they're looking through it to figure out clues for what's happening in, in real life because whoever wrote this oh, has privy to information. So it's like a whistleblower is writing the comic. A mad scientist a to, so hold on. a part of uh, doing let, all So let this. me explain to you. It's a TV show where they find a piece of art and media 
that explains to them a tech billionaire who's worried about overpopulation <laughs> is pushing a pushing through a rushed vaccine with a fake pandemic to sterilize people. Now, now, let's talk about reality. In the real wait. world, <laughs> we have a, TV, a piece of art that claims to say that there's a tech billionaire who, who's concerned about overpopulation. But as we all know, our tech billionaires are concerned about overpopulation. Yeah. They want fake meat. Wait, wait. Our tech billionaires just care about us. Not, they just care about us. They're not trying to depopulate Put us in the metaverse. Planet. No. Yeah. I've no. been diving deep into the metaverse this last couple of weeks. It's one thing I've been doing. I, I got turned on to this woman, Melanie Swan, by um, Allison McDowell. Thanks, Allison, who's very skeptical about blockchain and how it's basically a big tracking mechanism. This fascist global organization is going to use blockchain to track people. They want to create a, what's called decentralized autonomous uh, communicative service, a DA... Let's see what this is called. Oh, I, I think I'm coming through loud. I hope you guys like this. Decentralized autonomous corporation the, as a block. The br- blockchain is a brain. They want to upload everyone's behaviors, thoughts, and feelings to this blockchain together to create this Uber mind and then just track <laughs> it and do what? Do what? I don't know because a lot of this code is private. E- Elon Musk is building, you know, brain interface chips, and they're all talking about the metaverse, which is pretty much online digital heroin from my perspective. That's what I think is hilarious. Yes. Is that Elon, like people will go off about Bill Gates, but then Elon Musk will come out and say no i literally want to put a chip in your brain yes huh. and then and then nobody says anything and they're like no but he's cool but elon also <laughs> attacked crypto because it was allegedly bad for the environment you know so so again right. there's the, well, you went on snl and attacked it too exactly so there's a lot of things that the billionaires are up to that i think they have way too much control way too much power way too much influence and they got there because of government and now they're using government for their own personal benefit and the billionaires are getting super rich right now from from uh, one year their wealth increased, I think it was $319 billion. Someone needs to correct me if I'm wrong. One year, the top wealth of nine billionaires increased $319 billion. Look, you saw that photo, by the way, of Jeff Bezos down on his yacht. Oh, yeah, getting serviced by, by the lady with the mask. by the lady with the, lady with the mask, right. and he's there, like, glistening in the sun on his super Vitamin yacht, D. just like, you know, like the, you know, the... Um, Developing immunity. It will, it yeah. will not be a tech utopia. Uh, this, this and so, it no, be metaverse, no, metaverse is how they... They, right, exactly. Yeah. Plato, Plato, Plato metaverse earn, is how they establish Elysium, right? Because the neo feudalism and then the Elysium tech aspect comes in because you're distracted. Yeah. You're distracted by, and look, Palmer Lucky, like, I love you, dude. I think you're a good guy and all, but like, why did you give Oculus to Mark Zuckerberg, man? Come on. He yeah. would have done a, it. This was a step there, there, in, he in would, that he direction. Would, he would have done it regardless. He would have done it regardless, but this, this is where it's going, and I, I, by the way, I saw Zuby just had a uh, just got booked in the metaverse, so he's going to be playing a a show. What, uh, what website? Out. Does, did he say what website? There's a few of them now. There's Decentraland as one. Yeah, but is, 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 is it a site or is it a place? It's, it's multiple like places. Yeah, it's, no, but it's, it's like a it's, place it's, in the metaverse, metaverse. Is meaningless. What people keep saying in the metaverse, it's like, yo, there's been Second Life, there have been apps for this forever, sure, and now they're just calling it a metaverse or the metaverse. They're going to integrate finances in with it. Great, crypto great branding. I, I got into um, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's branding. It's also the the uh, the phrase used to describe a nightmare dystopia. But sure, I got into De- Decentraland. Bill Ottman, yeah, CEO this, of Mind. This, so you this is check how they do too. it, man. I went this, in. This is how they're going to do it. It's you're going to be hooked up to this, and Mark Zuckerberg's going to be down at St. Bart's, and his life's going to be getting longer and longer, and his yachts are going to be getting bigger and bigger and Leonardo DiCaprio's islands are going to be increasing and he's going to be bringing more and more people down there while he talks about climate change and all this is going to be going on and you're going to say, oh, did you see what's going on in Metaverse? You know, you're going to be tomorrow. in a pot eating the bugs. Your yeah. eight-year-old is going to be making money on the Metaverse and going to be completely dependent on the system. It's going to be terrifying, dude. Totally talk pl- about plugged in from birth. Plugged in from birth. Kid, little kids in the womb might be playing games with their thoughts. 
The Matrix. And uh, digital heroin. I think that's more of an accurate depiction because we, when people are hooked on it, just like they are social media, you see them in the grips of what the algorithms make them and what they're doing to people, especially young people, is absolutely horrible. See, the, now polls, imagine, the polls understand this yeah. inherently. Wait, wait, like, you don't need to explain this Jack, to us. I just figured it out. What you got? So in Star Trek, what happens is, you know, Zephram Cochran, he discovers warp technology right as the Vulcans were passing by. And the sure, Vulcans and that's are first contact. Logic, first contact, right. right. Um, in our reality, the Borg was just passing by. Uh, well, that is, we're in the one where they change then. Right. Because that's actually the plot of First Contact, where that's they right. go back in time. The Borg and, and it's the Borg that comes. But the they Borg. Make, they make First Contact. And then you see for like, like a glimpse, right? Where, what the future would look like. And yep. it's like a Borg world instead of the Earth. Yeah. Toxic gas. The atmosphere yeah, is yeah. polluted. So the humans are just assimilated immediately? Yeah. Yeah. The entire planet. No, is no, assimilated. not immediately. It's that it shows you what the 24th century would look like if the Borg had made first contact rather than the Vulcans. Oh, God. So for those that are familiar with us nerd stuff, the Borg is a, a race of, uh, they're people who are assimilated with technology into a hive mind, like digitally. And so they all become mindless drones. Basically everything Ian just said. Kind of like a exactly. DAC, a decentralized <laughs> autonomous corporation. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen AKA. in the future? On a blockchain. <laughs> so did you see what Alex Jones was saying when he went on that rant? And he was like, an alien intelligence has taken us over and I'm sick of it. And like he recently was yelling that. I mean, he's been yelling that nice. for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but artificial yes. intelligence could but, be considered alien, right? Because it's brand new. It's well, not on this a, earth. Define alien. And, yeah, exactly. and, when, alien and, and he, he might not be wrong, especially with how fast AI has been developing well, this and its that, larger consequences of it creating godlike authority and what Putin calls the new nuclear weapons that will be far more devastating on humanity. And the country that develops it first will be the ones controlling the world. So there's a lot to, to unpack there, but, uh, he might, he might not be wrong there. Let's be real. This is what Yuval Harari, he calls it homo deus, right? Human gods. Human gods. And, and I think there's, there's a whole meta clip of this where it's, uh, it's Elon Musk on Rogan and they, they intersperse it with Alex Jones on Rogan. And you actually hear that they're saying the same things, right? They're talking about the exact same things. Alex just does it in a more bombastic way. Oh, yeah. Elon does it in that like softer, more mercurial kind of way. But they're actually describing the exact same dynamics and forces at play. Absolutely. It's kind of like um, they say if you keep using old Man tools machines. to build the modern system, you're just going to end up with an old system because you're using old tools. So you use the – we're building the tools that we will use to build the future. It's I've been doing a lot of math in the last couple of weeks and like the Everyone, Fibonacci sequence. You take what the yeah, past yeah, yeah. number added to the current number to get the future number. The past number is one. The current number is one. The next number is going to be two. Everyone forgot. And that's what technology is doing. Everyone too. forgot what Yoda taught them. We're going to be using this, this technology what What's the everyone, to create Everyone this forgot technology. what Yoda, Yoda's most important lesson of all. We are luminous beings. We are not this crude matter. 100%. I think with the brains, do you ever see the picture of the brainstem connected to the brain with the brainstem and the eyeballs? Have you ever seen that picture? Yes. It Dude, looks like an alien. That's what we are. Floating yeah. in that's, just, no, in China, that's, in, that's just your interface, man. In that's China right now, in China right now, to go anywhere, you need an app. Yes. Yeah, and, and there's the viral video out of Israel where the guy needs the green pass. Do you see this one? To McDonald's. Yeah. He goes to McDonald's. And then if you click, you don't have one. It just resets. Yeah, it just kicks yeah. you out. You're just, you're just, this is, you're just not, this you don't is, exist. It's all necessary for transhumanism. If, if, if we're going to, uh, in order for transhumanism to exist, people have to step above the human experience. It no longer can be about carnal pleasures, dopamine, family, traditional, anything. The human race has to be looked at like lab rats or chickens in a farm. 
or not even a farm, but like a laboratory to be controlled, to be mapped out. And that's what these people are doing. Now they'll probably end up building an artificial intelligence that will start guiding that behavior. But ultimately, the way I see it is you have single-celled organisms, and eventually they become multicellular organisms. Well, single cells go about their business and do their thing. But in the human body, you have highly specialized cells that, that do basically one thing, but they're cells, right? I think that's how they view the human race. Each individual human is just a stupid human going about its business. And if we fuse all the humans together, together, we can make a multi-organism system, a higher plane of existence. I think that is part of what they want to do, basically creating a hive mind. Put everybody in the metaverse, put everybody in the system, have all their brains work as like decentralized computational power, but it's going to require everyone to be, it's going to require homogenized cultures, homogenized behavior. So what do they do? Everybody get your green pass. Everybody fall in line. And those who don't, well, it's friction in the system, right? You were mentioning friction. You make a system where it's extremely difficult to exist outside of it. And eventually, given a few generations, people will not exist outside of it. Yeah, or they this, will be, but they'll be irrelevant. Yeah, there's there's a very um, there's a very American ideal that you know I will die for freedom, I will die for the right to make my own decisions, and I will you know sacrifice myself on the altar of liberty if if need be. And I and I think that that's that is sort of the American ethos, right? Um, but at the same time, just look at the last two years, right? Humans comply. The by and large, the majority of people will comply and as the water increases right the boil the boiling temperature of the water it increases it increases it increases and some people will say hey i think this water's getting hot hey guys i think these these waters are getting maybe, maybe we shouldn't be in this pot anymore guys i don't know what we think this so that guy's crazy he this water isn't getting hot i feel fine right and yet the water's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and then eventually you boil and meanwhile everybody who jumped out was called crazy for jumping out in the first place in, I think that's closer to human nature. And I think that we've seen by and large, the distribution pattern of human behavior has been that. Look, uh, when it comes to America, when it comes to liberty, when it comes to the revolution, you know, people say it was like less than a third of the American colonists actually supported the revolution, actually went along with all this stuff. A little bit more. It's, I, I did a, a I mean, it's hard to, yeah. But but just really quick before we jump into into that point, but there's also a Florida man that don't give a damn that bathes in it and then just alcohol in it. That's not true. Excuse me. I I was not, I'm not, I was not bringing Florida man into this. There is no need. Much love for No need to bring Florida man into this. Do you know why the myth of Florida man is based on sunshine laws? Exactly. And they have, we all know about that, but, but, but there is. Wait, wait, wait. Break, break, break that down because that doesn't get said enough. Yeah, it does. They, there's uh, uh, records release laws. Like in, yep. if you commit a crime in Florida, the public has a you know right to know. A lot of states don't do that. So you'll constantly hear stories about Florida man doing something. Yeah, it's just because they release the information. It's because they release the information other states don't. Yeah. We're all yeah. like that. If you're bored, yeah. just look up Florida but man I, in a particular date. That being, said, be I, I did a lot that of, being said, if you go to like Western Florida, there's Florida man down there. I did a lot of research into how many people supported the revolution. And there's a famous letter where uh, I think Medvin Ben Franklin wrote, a third support it, a third don't care, a third oppose it. But that's not true. That was just like a talking point. It was just rhetoric. Okay. The 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 best I could find was that it was like if I was going to give it a number, because I don't think they gave it a number. They said uh, a, a, a plurality, but not a majority, around 30 to 40, like 38 to 40 percent supported independence. And then it was like 20 something percent that opposed it. And then the next group was uh, completely neutral. But uh, it was it was I don't think it's as cut and dry that most people didn't care. I think that, that I think that is true. So I think my, my, my math is, might, might be wrong, but it was like it was a mix. 
the best I could find, it's not, it's not easy, was that a large portion, if not the majority, like the plurality, wanted independence. And the next biggest group was leave me alone. I don't care. I, I want to have nothing to do with this. Then you had opposition, you had loyalists, you had the Tories or whatever they were. Right. Called. And that's, and that's why Canada exists, by the way. Yeah. Quebec said no. Yeah. So uh, they, that was originally going to be the 14th colony. And right. They so like, there nah. were, you know, the Canadian colonies were still, it, what, there was no separation like there is now. Right. It was just the North American colonies. But a lot of the Tories moved up to Canada and said, no, we're going to fortify this area. This was Benedict Arnold's original mission, by the way, going through the Great Lakes to try to take those Tory colonies didn't go so well. Um, he gets mad that he, says he wasn't supported by Washington, etc. As he flips, that's the whole story. Canadians but, overlooked uh, for promotion. But, but they're actually, that, this, if you go into this, this was the American invasion of Canada. Yeah. No, we did invade. Uh, we, we did, didn't we? We, we uh, the, the United States tried taking Montreal. Burnt and burned Toronto. Yeah. Well, what is War now of 1812, Toronto? At the time yeah. it was. No, no, no. This is, well, yeah, that that's at that. And then so at the time it was called York is what I was going to say. Oh, well. And then so the burning of the White House was kind of seen as like a response to the burning of York. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about La Resistance. From the post-millennial, half a million sign up on Getter Woo! after Joe Rogan joins platform with you a simple tweet. To see it. Joe yeah. Rogan destroyed big tech and tore apart the chains of political discrimination, holding back millions of patriots. Okay, that might be a little bit over the top. But as we are talking about the power of Silicon Valley and the metaverse and these tech billionaires, any opposition to this, be it, you know, Getter or Gab or whatever, is a good thing. The post-millennial reports more than half a million people have joined Getter, a pro-free speech social media alternative. The surge in popularity was sparked by Joe Rogan. I don't think that's true necessarily. Um, they say it was sparked by Joe Rogan joining the platform. I think it was Dr. Robert Malone and Marjorie Taylor Greene being banned. I think it was a snowball. And well, then Malone goes on the, on Joe Rogan's situation. podcast yeah, and says, yeah, I'm on Getter. Situation. I signed up. I'm pretty sure I signed up and a bunch of, I saw, I saw some people signing up. Oh, Tim doesn't want to get written out of the story. That's what it is. No, no, no. I, I was not the first person. <laughs> I saw other people saying they were getting on Getter. No, I know because so, you, so then, you sent me a message that morning. Right. Before Joe Rogan before said anything. Before Joe Rogan. No, I, I was I, like, no, hey, I'll back you, know, you up on that. You did. I, I said, do you know the guys at Getter? I want to, I, it's not like I need to gain control of the account. Well, because what they do is they, and a lot of like minds did this too, where they would, they would take like, if someone's got a big account somewhere else, they would go and then reserve the same name for them right. so that someone can't come out and camp on your on your, you know, exactly. on your profile name. Mm -hmm. So I saw other people posting they were going to Getter. I've done this before, but typically I'm like, you know, when Getter came out, I was like, I'm not going to sign up for another one of these things, man. I got too many already. But then after listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, when I heard Dr. Malone say he was going to be there, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll claim my account. I'll get on there because if people are going to be using it, 
I want to hear what they have to say if they're getting banned. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene is on there, of course. Carl Benjamin is on there. Yeah. Then I saw Joe Rogan sign up, and then I was like, oh, get it. And then everybody after that, once Joe Rogan Plug was like, open. but it was his podcast that did it. When I heard his podcast and Malone said he was on it, that's when I was like, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to see what's up. So I think that is what drove. It wasn't Joe Rogan joining. It was Joe Rogan talking and about we were saying show. We were saying it was Gettermas. I mean, I had better engagement. And, and people know that, look, you know, I look, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I'm on Twitter a little bit, though. <laughs> but I had better engagement on Getter that day. Or fact, actually, it's, and it's still going on, even till today. I've been having better engagement on Getter than I've been having on Twitter. And that's just because there's more people out there. And so there's a lot of people in the mainstream media who don't understand what engagement is. And they right. don't understand how social media works. And I saw some people tweeting out like, oh, well... Getter doesn't have as many users as Twitter, so you're diluting your brand, et cetera, et cetera, by going on these things. I'm like, no, you you don't get how this works. You totally don't get how this works. When the New York Times gets like three retweets, yeah, they, they go, oh my gosh, it's, it's flood. Their notifications <laughs> are flooded. It's crazy when you look at mainstream celebrities and they get no interactions. And there are a few people who work for these big media companies that I know, and I'm like, yo, their accounts are so fake. They, they, they get followers, um, because they're put on what's I called. I can always tell, dude. Suggested I can user lists. Tell. I can always tell. When people sign up for Twitter, they're like, follow this person. They go, okay. And then no one cares what the person has to say. Well, this is the, um, this is, uh, the Ruben ratio. Didn't Ruben come up with that? What is it? So it was the, it was the Ruben ratio where it's the amount of followers you have versus the amount of engagement you get. Ah, I've not heard that. Yeah. So if you have a, so all, and if you look at like, um, like an Anderson Cooper, Right, like he has a really bad Ruben ratio because he'll have like three million followers and no and one get, like, engages. Twenty yeah. retweets, yeah. And then for me, I make some ish post about random garbage and get like a thousand retweets, exactly. And then people in media believe it's real, and then everyone who retweets it's in on the joke. I really love that. The funny thing is, so many. Uh, <laughs> I said, "LOL, Joe Biden is so dumb." Haha, got him or something. And then M E A W W runs the story like Tim Pool was slammed. I'm like, it was a. Like, isn't it obvious these people yet? Like that my tweets are garbled it's, nonsense. It's kind of this weird dynamic where they've decided to turn. So, so you understand, like, if you're not someone who's part of the program, right? If you're if you're not on team, just look up, right? Yeah. Um, you're 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 a zoo animal, right? Like you're an exhibit to them. It's what I, I remember. There was one time where Cernovich and I were just randomly joking around about how ugly cargo shorts are. And we got written up. They're like, <laughs> the right wing has launched an attack campaign on cargo that. shorts. How dare they? And like, it's like this thought piece. And they were trying to explain how like right wing ideology led to anti. And I'm like, guys, it was like, it's just, we're just messing around. Hey, 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 there's nothing wrong with cargo shorts. There's everything wrong. I want to let you guys, <laughs> real quick, I want to say something important. Two things. Completely disagree. Uh, technically three things. Twitter does not drive engagement. So this is, this was true back when I worked at Vice and Fusion. They don't, like, I think, I'm not sure if they did, but I'm pretty sure Fusion. Well, drives engagement on Twitter. On Twitter. But yeah. Fusion was like, we don't care for a Twitter button because nobody clicks links on Twitter to nope. go out. Nope. So there's not, but here's the important thing. On Getter, check this out. Daily Mail has signed up for an account. This is big. They got 384,000 followers. I don't know how many are actual followers on Getter because they do this thing where they just say you have followers on Twitter for some reason. They, they migrate your followers over. Yeah. Your and number. then people claim their accounts or something. Yeah. And I, I wish they would, I wish they would, it's clever because it's for a startup, but I wish right. they would at least, at least if you were as the user, you could see the differentiation, yeah, right? Yeah. That you could see, Hey, this is real. This here's, is what here's what's Twitter. important though. 
In their latest posts from January, from yesterday, AOC's ex-communications director says Biden is old as ish and deeply unpopular. It's got 164 reposts, like retweets effectively, 450 likes, 36 replies. That is really good engagement. The New York Times doesn't even get that engagement on, on Twitter. Get engagement's real. It's, it's, it's legit. Completely people real. talk. And that's what's important. Are you engaging with people? But more importantly, they're actually getting play. They probably wouldn't get on Twitter. Yeah. Getters, getters and me, by the way, and I've seen some people asking me about this. They say, they say, why are there so many Chinese accounts on Getter? And this has come up a lot. And that's one thing where, you know, I realized because I've been on Getter for a little bit that people don't realize this, that Getter was a, the first community that came to it was the Chinese whistleblower community. And these guys, I went out and spoke at an event they held actually on the 4th of July at the World Trade Center. And my wife and I got up and we both gave a speech in Mandarin to them. Wow. It's this massive organization. It's all, it's overseas, predominantly overseas Chinese that have fled the regime as well as some that are inside China still that are now able to use Getter and use other places to communicate. And people don't realize how many of them there are. So I think something like I was, I was watching an interview with Jason Miller and he actually admitted that like, only 30 some percent of Getter's user base is US and the rest is overseas. And Twitter's, I think, is even, well, was, is even less than that. Twitter's like 15% well, US. I just wanted to ask you, what, what makes you trust Getter and are there any kind of guarantees that they won't become the next Twitter and start censoring people? Cause there's already some rumors that people are being censored and deplatformed from there. Are there any kind of guarantees that, that, that you're reassured by when it comes to Getter? Cause I, I signed up cause I just saw everyone doing it. But I'm, of course, skeptical. I mean, I don't think there's any guarantees on anything in life. Was it death and taxes, right? Yep. But, you know, I caught, and I actually, I think I caught yesterday when you were talking about this. It's your terms of service, right? Are you being held to, are you, are you upholding your terms of service or are you playing games with some kind of like amorphous, vague, ambiguous community guidelines that nobody can really make any sense of? So give me at your terms of service. Okay. I'll read this. I'll say, I can say this. I can't say that, et cetera. Same way YouTube has terms of service, right? They have certain very clearly delineated things that you can and can't say, okay, fine. Like this is your play, but yours is your playground. I, I'm going to play by your rules. But at the same time, if you're just arbitrarily censoring people, then that's what I'm going to call out. Yeah. It, it, we read the terms and services. They seemed very legalese and very vague from our perspective. I mean, that's how I saw it. Is, is there anything particular in there that, that kind of uh, you, you saw that's different than the other platforms? Um, not specifically, no. Okay. I'm looking at the terms right now. Uh, you may not I think, post. I, I think a lot of that we, stuff. We, we though, read the Getter terms the other day. They have like profane. Can't post well, profane no, they, you, stuff they, on Getter. Hate speech is banned. Yeah. Define hate, profane. Hate speech is outright banned. Yeah. Is it proprietary? Like explicitly. Is it proprietary code? Is it open source code or proprietary code? I can't find it open source. I think it's, it's the proprietary. Now, now this is important. Is it, site. is it, is it criminally defined hate speech? Like, like the, when police the officers get There's to no go after? There's no thing as criminally uh, defined. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Well, there is, there is in other countries. Like who's, who's going right. to be the yeah. one? That's what like, I mean. Are they going to be implementing the laws from, are they going to be implementing the laws from Germany? No. Or is there going to be someone else who's going to be making those decisions on what is hate speech and what is not? Usually the state law. And who's going to be making those decisions? because this And what oversight will there be with rumble though this is yeah. the issue because rumble is canadian and in canada mm -hmm. they do have hate speech laws mm -hmm. it comes yeah. down to the state that the company is incorporated in you got to follow those state laws if you're going to go by and getter it, is incorporated but then I don't know but then rumble is moving to florida yes. right they're moving their yeah. headquarters so my question is will their move to florida then change their terms of service it'll change how they define what's legal in a sense because even though they're still I the think operating they're, they're, in the canada. terms are written so they can stay on the play store and the app store 
Well, yeah, obviously. You don't have to enforce them ever. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but they check that stuff. It's well, they make excuses. I mean, Twitter's loaded with adult content and they don't yeah. care about that. But you know, it's like, hasn't that always been part of Twitter though? No, I'm pretty sure it's not allowed. I but think it's, it's, it's quote unquote not allowed, but they allow it. Like, like every social it. network, they can ban you when, at any time for any reason. Dorsey, but when Dorsey was CEO, like he was always very public that they allowed porn. I don't know if that's true. You want to pull that up? See if yeah, t- I think Twitter, Twitter did I'm, use porn. I'm pretty I, sure. I think I'm Twitter is sure it's not allowed. I think Twitter has always said that we allow this because the app store doesn't allow that. Really? The, the app store will ban you if you allow adult content. And yet, yet another, yeah, and this goes back to Luke's theory of the tech overlords oh, yeah. have one set of it, rules it, for banned? themselves. No, and... no. If you type Twitter porn into search, uh, there's a lot of Twitter porn accounts coming up. I'm not. Okay. Well, that's maybe, not maybe, what maybe, we're looking for. Stay focused. Stay focused. Okay. We got a job. <laughs> you want to know here. is porn on Twitter? Was that the question? Is it banned? No, no, no. no, 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 no we, we, I think we all generally agree that it is on Twitter. Yes. It is in fact on Twitter. The question is, is it uh, against is it allowed or is it against the terms? You know, yeah. is it against the terms of non-consensual service? Non-consensual nudity policy. Well, that's Cons- that's like revenge porn. Yeah. So consensual yeah, yeah. nudity, they're okay with. Why don't yes. Twitter block porn? I think the idea was they if were going to go to porn. Twitter terms of service. It's it will state under this that it it differentiates between uh, consensually produced. You may adult content you may not post media that's excessively gory or share violent or adult content within live video or in profile or header images. Media depicting sexual violence and or assault is also not permitted. So does that mean porn is banned? Doesn't Sounds sound like, like it. it. You could cut no, more. Like it. You could cut no, it's more, just right? saying it's just saying that it can't be in your your profile or your header. Right, but it can be in your actual feed. No, it doesn't even say anything about that. I don't know. Seems like a little. Uh, you can't advert. It, does, it does not actually. Look up the revenge porn policy because well, that's I, obvious. I be- that's, no, that's, but I believe it's mentioned in there. Th- that was that was it. Yeah. What is not a violation of the policy? Look. Oh, I por- see. I see. Pornography and other forms of consensually are allowed on Twitter. Okay, there you go. Twitter. They yeah. are allowed on Twitter. All yeah. right. Well, then how are they allowed in the App Store? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's a good question, and that's something that we battled with at Minds in the right. early days. Like, how do you? They just know people. It's because like the tech you get in, you're in the because club. they're out there, the oligarchs. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. in the club, man. The friends of the friends. And you are not. Interesting. Interesting. Ultimately, well, I think all these sites should be allowed to have whatever terms they want. Expect to get banned on any of them if it's not your platform. That's one way to go about it. I don't trust any of this stuff, especially if the code's private. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, uh, some cultural issue here. And it's okay. going to be a hard set. We read the story from The Independent. I think it's it's important to talk about YouTuber Ethan Klein calls Joe Rogan a piece of ish for vaccine misinformation. Rogan's fan hit back after Klein calls out how podcasters' logic makes no sense. I appreciate you bringing back ish, by the way. Well, Luke did, actually. Oh, I, Luke did. I, yeah, oh, it's one of my favorite sorry. words. Right, it, 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 it's, it's I can't deser- say much here. I it's have, deserve, it's deserves My vocabulary has been yeah, cut in like, like 25% of it has been cut. <laughs> so, so Ethan Klein, a host of H3 Luke's still uh, working podcast, on his English. <laughs> I am. hit out at podcaster Joe Rogan saying, Joe Rogan, who lives on elk meat, egg yolk, and human growth hormone with lungs full of tar, Base. thinks he's healthier than everyone. This MFR is such a B that when he got COVID, he threw the kitchen sink at it. If you're so healthy, just write it out like you say a man should. Dudas caused so much vaccine hesitancy and misinformation, and he doesn't even have the balls to stand by the ish he preaches. Now he's on his show talking about how fat people should just die of COVID due to such an effing piece of S. Um, is, I mean, I, 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 Wait, does, I have a legitimate question. It's not a dig. Is Ethan Klein saying this because he's an unhealthy, overweight individual? Probably. Yes. Sounds like And it's... so, like, it was like when Joe Rogan was talking about being overweight and unhealthy was I bad for you. Person. No, this I is. I think people, yeah. yeah, people take it personally. So if you understand, if you understand, um, uh, sociosexual hierarchy, right, this is typical gamma male rage. 
against an alpha male, right? Mm. This is the basic idea of, you know, someone who's kind of at the bottom of the food chain in, in terms of preference, uh, lashing out at someone who is higher up on the food chain from them. And it's, it's very simple. You see this a lot, um, with YouTubers, but not just YouTubers in general. That's just, they're more ubiquitous these days. Um, you, you see it everywhere. You see it in real life. You see it in, you know, office hierarchies, see it in high schools, colleges, et cetera. Political leadership. Political that's political when it's scary to an extent. Well, political leadership is a little bit different though, because political leadership isn't, is not, conducted because just because of someone's um you know health and prowess and and accomplishment right there's all these like byzantine rules and ways i mean look at you know we've got like the peter principal presidency right now joe biden was not picked because he's our most competent leader right um that's not exactly how he got there so for ethan klein to lash out it's totally in line if you understand sociosexual hierarchy that being said my question is he says lungs full of tar is is joe rogan a smoker i didn't Oh, yeah. Weed, right? yeah, he yeah, smokes no, weed. He doesn't yeah. smoke cigarettes. Cigars. But Joe, cigarettes. Joe's a cigarette nut. Does he? I, I don't think didn't... so. Cigars. Puffs on cigars. Oh, that's right. That's cigars. right. I'm pretty sure he does smoke cigars. But does he inhale? I don't know. You don't. Really, you're not be... supposed to inhale. Yeah, obviously. Cigars. So how would your lungs be filled with tar then? I don't, I don't know. Oh, but no, but we should sure. also point out that this is some of the stupidest advice given out by Ethan Klein that absolutely makes no sense. You're telling Joe Rogan not to take medicine that a doctor is telling him to this, take? This, this is the paradox of yeah. what he said. Uh, Ethan Klein is not a medical doctor. No one here is a medical doctor. No, we, we all have our opinions. Look, is Ethan, Bill Gates a medical doctor? E- Hell no, no but, he's but, not. But Ethan <laughs> Klein, to be like, Joe Rogan shouldn't give medical advice. You should you should not listen to him. You should listen to them. It's like, bro, you shouldn't be giving medical advice oh, either. Oh, yeah, he should be hit by YouTube. Wait, 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 terms of service. Well, it's Twitter. It's not look, look up what the medical background of the CEO of Pfizer is. What is it? Just a veterinarian. Us. Boom. Oh, he's a yeah. veterinarian. He's yeah. a veterinarian. Oh, well, and a wild. salesman. A very good one. Interesting. Oh. Joe is uh He's a healthy guy. Yeah, he is. That's just, I he mean, he is great. fit. 54. I saw an uh, uh, Instagram video of him doing a front kick a couple yeah, days ago. He yeah, looks yeah. like he was 42 years yeah. old. Yeah. He looks He's, great. He, he exercises all the time. Now, there, I mean, you can, you can certainly talk about, you know, uh, your opinions on diet and whether or not, you know, eating so much red meat or whatever is good or bad. But for, for Ethan Klein. It's good, by the to way. To paradoxically, it's, it's actually a bit ironic, I suppose, of him to be like, Joe Rogan's an idiot for, for saying these things when he's quite literally a podcaster saying the exact same things in the other direction. It's the same problem. Like, you should not be, you know, you know, though a lot of people have pointed out the goal of what he said was to generate press and it worked. Here we Obviously. are talking Absolutely. about him. Yep. Obviously. The media's writing about him. It, you know, congratulations. It, explain to me what's wrong exactly with egg, elk meat, egg yolks, and HGH. Okay, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, like that. Like, I, I can tell you, elk using meat. that as as an insult. He like wrapped he's two, saying it's not two nascent ones in with like a more controversial one, and it's supposedly it's like oh, yeah. no, HGH I mean, it's, is somewhere it's, like elk meat. Like, again, it's like it's like, bro, you're, you're on the side of of GMOs. You're on this like you would be on the side of the Sackler family early on in the OxyContin debate when it That's comes to crazy. this. How I, dare you I, I be against be the Sacklers? I don't. I don't think he tweeted for attention. I think it's it's like the you know, people tweet because people tweet. Well, it's Gavin Bell Ray, dude. No, I hundred percent. Well, sure, sure. He was, but what he I'm was saying not is, thinking about he's any a, of that stuff. He's an unhealthy guy who clearly does not eat right or exercise. Joe said that's a huge comorbidity and Ethan got upset about it and said, who are you to criticize me when, you know, you won't take the vaccine or whatever. Explain and to me the out. pathology, right? And I've still been trying to actually find, find this one. And, and if anyone's in the chat who has this, I've been, I, cause I always try to examine the various, like there's, 
you know, Dr. Mullen talked about mass formation psychoses, but there's also like narrow formation psychoses. There's all these different little bands of pathologies around in our society today in this uh, post-industrial society that we have. And so the the interesting one that I found is like, show me a guy who looks like Ethan Klein, who's like triple vaxxed, you know, gigavaxer, who's eaten Uber Eats and DoorDash all the time, and yet will scream their head off about you being unvaxxed as a threat to their health. What is the pathology there of someone who clearly has not done, taken one step to the change their personal behavior, the but CDC, will demand that you change yours? The CDC has said around 30% of COVID hospitalizations are in the obese. Yes. CNN just came out with a report. Yeah. This is what Rogan was commenting on, exactly. that obesity is a huge contributing factor to hospitalizations and even death. I don't understand why Ethan should be mad about that. He's he's saying now he's t- now he's on a show talking about how fat people should just die of COVID. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan didn't say that. If Joe Rogan said that, that clip would be everywhere. Right, right. Joe probably was like, "You got to get healthy, man. You know, start eating better." Hey, if we want to talk about national exercise, you know, man- mandatory exercise, yeah. ten mandatory minutes a day, morning calisthenics. mandatory calisthenics. All right, let's go, let's go. I see El Luke Salvador. smiling. Let's do I, it. I, I wouldn't do it just because the government made me do it. <laughs> Even though I'm exercising <laughs> right now, that's wouldn't. what I'm thinking about. Luke is right like, now. Poland does not comply. <laughs> you know, yeah, never. I, I think that Ethan wants in on the conversation. I feel like he missed the boat into the intellectual dark web because he's a smart enough guy, but. His joking kind of idiocy persona thing is keeping him out of the club and he's angry about it. Like, dude, you gotta I don't be even serious know if the IDW is like man. the IDW is a thing for people to like attack, but it hasn't actually been a thing for years. Yeah, just the point. idea of like a smart, a group of really intelligent podcasting people that are communicating and have kind of a community. Ethan kind of, I think he wants in on that. However, speaking of which, I believe the both Weinstein brothers signed up for Getter. Oh. oh, did they? I be- yeah, both. Both. I Eric mean, the, the and, big uh, the Brett. big story would be Daily Mail when when oh, yeah. when services start signing up. Yes, it's no longer just people high fiving each other. You can actually use the service to well, get because your news. they've because they've realized though that from a corporate perspective that hey we can make money off of this. All right, and that's yeah. as simple as that. And I think and, and I think once you've crossed that bridge, not now you're legit. We we got to get our crew to set up that. Uh, Set up that, that account. So we'll, we'll, we'll hit up the guys. Um, we're actually, uh, we normally don't announce guests in advance, so I won't give any specific dates, but we're going to have the getter guys on the show. Nice. Or yeah, getter guy. Date, yeah, cool. we don't have a specific yeah. date. Yeah, Luke, to, to keep, talk about keep, keep your questions ready for those guys, man. And in the real time, yeah, we'll bring the heat. getter bring guy. The heat. Um, and start, start working on advertising. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't work for those guys or anything. I just, I like it. Um, I get I think a lot, Ian of, I get a lot of traffic there, yeah. but with your experience with mine, yeah, just nail them. If you can start ringing in an advertising program and get these people paid, man this thing's going to take off but i, yeah, I want you to open source your code mm. and then we'll federate the big, it that's the big the big move is is um i think if we start putting all the articles we write at timcast.com on getter then that's going to be huge for us we're going to see way more traction because people are going to be using it but it gives you a reason to be on getter and then you can track you know you can compare and contrast. i think engagement will be massive i, I, I think if they, I've, i'm telling yeah. you i've seen it, it when I post to Twitter, et cetera, my various platforms, Getter is huge. But, but if, way if they're able to, to do that, but also implement transparency and accountability for a lot of their decisions, that would put them over the top because people will now know that there is some, some kind of accountability, some kind of responsibility on the individuals, and you will clearly know what you can and cannot say. Big tech now kind of works in this mysterious way where they let other people like Ethan Klein give medical advice and other <laughs> people like congressmen and medical doctors 
researchers and key innovators of the mRNA vaccine technology be censored on that yeah. platform for what? I think this is wrong somewhat, Zap. Dr. Yes. Malone. That's cool, though. You, you PhD, say that PhD yeah. scientist Robert Malone banned from Twitter. Ethan Klein, dude on YouTube, not. Mm. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and I'll even go this far to say Tim Pool, dude on YouTube, not. Yeah. I post so much random crackpot insanity on Twitter, and I'm like, I don't even know how I still have an account, but they ban scientists and sitting members of Congress. That's you know, insane. The system is broken. And 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 again, what what um, Ethan Klein is criticizing here is is a cocktail that, according to Aaron Rodgers, who also came out and said that he reads Ayn Rand today. <laughs> by the way, uh, just another shout out here. But but most importantly, what I wanted to mention here that cocktail, we, we can find according some to better literature, uh, uh, don't, Jack, don't get me started here. Uh, most importantly, what yeah, Aaron Rodgers also said is that NFL teams are secretly using the Joe Rogan kitchen sink cocktail. So this is something that Ethan Klein is is criticizing that, of course, has helped a lot of people. It helped Dana White. It helped Aaron Rodgers. It helps a lot of professional football players, according to Aaron Rodgers, within the NFL. So but, so th- th- why are you but, criticizing but, uh, this? No, no, How is this no, your look, attack look, point here? I don't I don't I don't care about Aaron Rodgers' opinion. I guess you get the jersey behind them. I don't care about the NFL's opinion. Oh, I yeah. care about the fact that they were prescribed something from a doctor. So when when the memes go out and they say, like, oh, my doctor doesn't know anything about this, my response is always, dude, if you hired a carpenter who couldn't tell you what a tool was or what, the, what kind of wood you were using, you wouldn't hire that person. If these, It's crazy to me that the position of – you mentioned this earlier. Ethan Klein is Rogan should not have listened to his doctor. That's insane. No, you should listen to a trusted medical professional. You get second opinion. But what is the response? Joe should have been like, Ethan Klein is right. Doc, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to Ethan Klein. Imagine imagine Joe Rogan walking up to his – anybody walking up to their doctor with Ethan Klein's <laughs> tweet printed out and saying, I'm sorry, sir, but Ethan Klein, you know, this paragon of health virtue, has told me and that you're And Don Lemon. And Don Lemon, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, I actually um, – did I ever tell you my Don, the story when I met Don Lemon? No. Gosh. Yeah, so I um, I was at – when I was still at One America News, we uh, bought a table at the White House Correspondents Association. I uh, believe it was 2018. Uh, yeah, it was right after I started. So I'm there. This was the one where they made fun of Sarah Sanders for her um, her eyeshadow. Do you remember that? And that became a whole thing, and she was like on stage. They had this like horrible comedian. So – in between, uh, Kathy Griffin was there. I was sitting next to the right, the table right next to me, by the way, was David Hogg. Funny enough. So on our chairs were like almost like directly next to each other. It's funny. Nice. Um, and uh, he was kind of quiet. And, um, so in between the different, you know, speeches, everybody would run to the bathroom. And so, you know, all the dudes and you're all in tuxedos and you're waiting in line. It's the men's room, but like everybody's like kind of like a, you know, like, like you recognize everybody in line, even if you don't know them kind of situation. And then all of a sudden Don Lemon just walks up and he goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm Don Lemon. And just pushes his way dead serious ahead of everybody who's in line, every correspondent. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm Don Lemon. Excuse me. Actually saying that. Excuse me, and then just walks right in in front of the whole line. He should have been like, excuse you, me. And he wasn't, he wasn't there. part of the show you should have or turned anything. And took his hand and said, oh, I'm Jack. Nice to meet I'm, you. I'm Jack Sobek. <laughs> Great to meet you, man. Yeah. Give him so, a hog. Like, yeah. Uh, like, a little watch, watch, watch your show. Thanks Thanks watch your show. Yeah. And, tries, like, like, and it was like, introducing yourself it was like, and I mean, just head, not even making eye contact with anybody. Just like, I'm ahead and you all and know people him, let him cut every single let, let's make a pass that none of us ever I would become have never like that, that you guys never. I when I when I, I, I was I, I wasn't this. like he was like a host or part of the show or anything like that. I say this all the time to people if you are in line anywhere and cut people they will do nothing people do not want confrontation hmm. you can uh, it's always been the craziest thing to me that people wait in lines I'm kind of the guy that'll say something because you're just dis- 
concerning all these people behind me. I say something. I say something. In the United States. Yeah. yeah. When I was in Russia, there was no line. Although I did, I did well, see Well, in Russia, cut. the line is your elbow. Yeah. Right. So in China, the line in China, is your elbow. In China, it's a mad dash, and it's in, like a in, royal in rumble when you're when trying I, to get in Those little old ladies, when you're trying to get on the subway, if, oh like, gosh. I'm telling you, they've got low center of gravity, and I'm telling you, they would come right <laughs> up to me. And they would take their, they get in there. Yeah. They would take their bags and just BAM! I was at, I was at dead serious. That's I was at the airport in Moscow when I was traveling, I was going from UK to Moscow to Ukraine. Mm. And in the West, when they were like, now boarding group one, group one walks over and they get in, now boarding group two, and then yeah. group two gets up. In Russia, they were like, now boarding group one, and every <laughs> single person rushed full speed. It was a mass of people shoulder to shoulder pushing each other out of the way. And yep. I was like, all right, here we go. And then I just, I'm, I'm used to being in <laughs> yeah, the big crowds. And, and if you don't do that, by through. the way, you're not getting on the plane. That's right. Oh. Or you're getting on last. You're not getting or, on the Or you space. might, yeah, you might get on last. You won't get overhead space. And so I was like, all right, yeah. if this is the game we're playing, and I just shoved through everybody and then boarded, like, right away, I was like, okay. Yeah, people don't understand that the whole concept of, like, waiting in line and waiting your turn, that is totally a Western thing, and it's a very American thing. Outside of the country, does it do not exist. Speaking of Western things, we have the story that uh, uh, Jack mentioned to us earlier that it's huge. This my is hometown, my hometown. The Eastern District of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Third former GlaxoSmithKline scientist pleads guilty to stealing trade secrets to benefit Chinese pharma oh. company. Whoa, whoa. Jack, what's going on? You've got a situation here. So GlaxoSmithKline, which has a massive facility in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania throughout Upper Marion. This is King of Prussia area. People don't know or Valley Forge. Uh, people, know, I'm sure, know Valley Forge. As well as Malvern, Pennsylvania, one of the richer areas of um, all of Pennsylvania as a bunch of facilities down there, there were Chinese scientists who were basically working for this company while also some of them working, some of them subcontracting with GSK, which is a British pharma company, by the way, that's um, that has facilities in the United States, were essentially for years stealing secrets, proprietary research from GlaxoSmithKline, the research that that upper Marion facility for Glaxo is a research and development center for them. They were stealing proprietary secrets, sending it back to China, and believe it or not, believe it or not, and let the theorizing uh, fly, because in 2015, the specific thing that they were stealing secrets on was monoclonal antibodies. No. This is coming directly from, and we're just reading the DOJ press release on this. Do they mention that in the press release, monoclonals? That's where I got it from. That's the only thing I've seen on it so far. Really? It's like, yeah, a couple paragraphs down. I'm looking it up. Do you know when they were invented? Look at that. Look at that. In January 2015, Lucy Shi sent Yan Mei, is that how you pronounce it? A GSK document which contained confidential and trade secret data and information. The document provided a summary of GSK research into monoclonal antibodies at that time. In the body of the email, Lucy Shi wrote, you need to understand it very well. It will help you in your future business. What? Reno Pharma. What? They're powerful. Sucks. I'll put Something that out there. sinister afoot. Apparently, they've been around since 1975, doing a little research on the monoclonal antibody treatment process. Monoclonal antibodies have been around for a long time. There's a bunch of different kinds they use for a bunch it's of different really things. It's really a fascinating process. I think that they start to generate some sort of cells in the mouse, and then they take those out and put them inside of a guinea pig, and then that's where they produce the antibodies. Isn't it related to stem cells? And stem cell so that's, that, I don't know much more about it. I, yeah. I was listening to Peter McCullough talking about it on Rogan's podcast. Fascinating stuff. Go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. 
And uh, that treatment now is also being denied to a lot of people because of the way that they were born, especially in places like New York, where the governor has ruled that if, you know, you're born a particular way, you can't even right. get some of these therapies. So it has to be uh, equitable. Equitable, equitable absolutely, which is absolutely crazy that we have a health policy run like this. But again, uh, the United States is already very dependent on, on China for a lot of our medical equipment, for a lot of our drugs that are imported here. And the fact that China is still gaming the market this way, China has also tried to effectively take the tests that a lot of people take through COVID so they could also DNA harvest, uh, according to the FBI, the general public of the United States, so they could game the big pharma market. I think China sees big pharma as a big threat, as a big institution, and they're trying to counter and become them in many instances. I think this is an example of one of those, but there's many instances when they do this. So to break that down, right, and I and GS. K, by the way, also has huge facilities right outside of Shanghai. I've been there um, when I was with the American Chamber and I was working with um, international business in Shanghai. So what they but the difference is the R and so you know how like what does it say on the back of like an Apple or so, or an Apple iPhone? It says, you know, designed in California, right? It usually says that, even though of course California's in the United States, but that's another story. Um, it should say designed in the USA, but we know why they don't do that. So the R and D is typically done in the United States or somewhere in the West. But the precursors and the actual manufacturing, that's what's being done in China now. So the Chinese government, the CCP, understands that as long as you cut the proprietary information out, you're only giving us the stuff that's down the chain. We don't understand how you, you know, you put it all, all together. We don't understand the research side of it. And so the game for these companies is to keep, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, KFC keeps their, you know, their recipe a secret. So you can tell what the ingredients are, but you don't know it all exactly right. the way it's done. And so the idea is for China, if they can then go and steal all the way you put it together, the same way you were just talking about the source code, you get the source code. Now you can cut them out. Now you can do it yourself. So you think the Chinese spies, the spying was stealing the source code of how to produce the antibodies out of Philadelphia? That's... 100%. Okay. I think Jack yeah. is saying that you're a Chinese spy, Ian. Hey, Jack, you're constantly trying to free the code. By the way, online to everyone, because I'm not a Chinese spy. Email address. Oh. What? Ian, respond. I'm a huge fan of, uh, of the Chinese. And I'm, I'm sad to see the way that this, the CCP has yeah, hijacked the system. Sure, man. It's true. Well, you know, AI has been, um, again, their developments in that field is also very eye opening, but, but when it comes to intellectual property, they also have stolen a lot and have been able to. This is how you, leap, this is how you leapfrog. This is yeah. how you leapfrog all that stuff. Like in, in Shanghai, for example, uh, where I live, that's why I always go back to it, that, you know, they never, so remember when, when the United States we went through a process with phones, you know, you go from Edison, you go from, you know, the original, it's sort of like a dial, and then you go to the switchboard, and then you go to rotary phones, and then eventually you get you get fiber optic and cellular, right? So you don't need phone lines when you build a new house anymore, because nobody wants it. You might need something for internet, but for you're not building, you're not wiring the house anymore. Well, Shanghai never had to go through that process. They don't have wires all over the place, so they just leapfrogged it. It's the same because they were able to get the technology from us. Right. They learned it from us. So it's the exact same process. Process. They're leapfrogging, and then at the same time, they've got the money and the manpower to be able to, once they get that process, once they get the source code, once they get the technology, then they can cut us out. Then eventually, think of this, right? They, they cut us out on that end. They already have all the precursors. 
Now we have to go to them. China's the future, man. Here's a question. If you could get, say there was a treatment like monoclonal antibodies and it turned out it was amazing, but there was American pharma companies trying to profit off of other stuff, but you could get the colonial antibodies super cheap from the CCP. Would you do it? Or would you boycott the CCP? And no, but say, Ian, we already are. That's crazy. That's, 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 that's what Luke's saying is yeah. that we, all, all of this stuff already comes through the CCP. Like this isn't some new thing, right? It's, it's that our companies, our Wall Street firms, our Silicon Valley firms have all made deals with the CCP to get their manufacturing, to get their slave labor. Elon Musk just opened a Tesla facility huh. in mm-hmm. Xinjiang. Nice. Right in Xinjiang, China, Elon Musk, who on his Weibo page praises the CCP for their hundred years of yep. glory, and all, like I, I get what he does, right? He goes to the U.S. and he says what he wants, what they want to hear. He goes to Europe, he goes to China. Like I, I like it's not hard to figure that out. Um, but understand what's going on here, right? There's there's that there's the higher level, there's the overworld, and then there's the stuff that we can see down here. I uh, it's all a big joke. I want to double check. You joke. guys know Ben Gertzel? You familiar with his work? He's like the preeminent uh, artificial intelligence scientist on Earth. I've, I've, I've heard the name, yeah. I think he's in China. Let me double check this. No. Andreas told me he lives what about in China. Him? Why would he be in China? Uh, that's my question. Because like, he wants why? to be on the country. Well, there's also yeah. no uh, kind of regulations, and the government allows private enterprise, which they essentially control in many aspects, to do whatever they want. It's this state, is why Dr. Fauci allowed dangerous you know, gain-of-function research to be done in China and not in the United States because example. he couldn't do it in the United States because of all the rules and regulations. At this point, he could have yeah. done it with China if he gave China the source code and the information of what they were working on. At this point, the conspiracy theorists have been right so often. I'm ready to just be like, Alex... You know, just just give me the list, and we'll just we'll just. They're not conspiracy theorists. They're spoiler alerts. Yeah. Well, you gotta <laughs> understand like that. That's a like new that. word. I like I, I like the meme where it's like 2020 or it's like 2020 conspiracy theorist, 2021 conspiracy analyst, and it's like a picture of the first guy is like just like wearing regular clothes, second one's wearing a suit. Well, you saw somebody made a meme already. Going back to Ethan Klein of that, they put. Uh, oh yeah, health expert, health, ex- health expert Ethan Klein, conspiracy theorist <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's all ripped. <laughs> He's like all and ripped. Ethan's and all like morbidly obese. And just like morbidly obese, yeah, hooked up to his Oculus. No, but this is. <laughs> You know, this is like this. Was that he was wearing the Oculus? He's not, but oh. he, he should. <laughs> be if, if I were if I were making the meme, he would be, because that would just take it to the next level. Absolutely. I mean, again, th- this is what they want. They want you to say, "Oh, who's playing in Metaverse tonight? Who's doing that?" And then you get distracted by that. Meanwhile, you you're missing the entire like talk about. Um, you know, the way they, they want you worried about the wage gap, right? Between the quote unquote wage gap between men and women. So you're not talking about the wage gap that Luke is talking about between the oligarchs and everybody else, mm-hmm. right? So they may, they pit you yeah. against each other. So against left and right, male, female, uh, you know, ethnic, different, you know, racial stuff that they want to get you all divided on so that you're not looking at against the up down axis at all. It's been that way, uh, Forever. For all of human history, literally. And this, and this big split with like CRT happened, uh, a big fissure moment was Occupy Wall Street. There's that famous cartoon where it's all the people protesting saying we're the 99% and then the rich guy's in the room and he says, introduce them to identity politics. I, so, and and we might get into this later, you know, but I I told Lydia it was, I was going to bring it up. I said, and I I have a jump off point, so I'm going with it. We at human events, we found a Tumblr post. By 12 Clara, who is a universe, who is a user there, who basically admitted that Glee, the TV show, was the plague ship for wokeness into the American mainstream. What? The TV show the Glee. Plague ship. Was the plague ship. <laughs> 
this user now, 12 Clara, was one of like the leaders of the Glee online fandom on Tumblr. This post she wrote, which is basically like an epitaph to all of that, is admitting, just admitting all of this. Where do you guys think the word problematic came from? Mm-hmm. Where do you guys think that the idea of um, the representation anger, you know, do we have, do we have a character who fits this demographic, that demographic? Do you have a character who's this, who's that, right? That all comes, sorry, from, from Glee and from the original Glee fandom. And then the wars, because people get mad about it, arise from this idea of people becoming not just sympathetic for the characters, but actually empathetic by actually viewing the television character as a mirror image of themselves, where where it's not only identity politics from the sense of racial and gender, but identity politics from the idea of I identify with a TV character because, and don't get me wrong, I love the work that Chris Rofo and James Lindsay have done tracking this stuff academically, but people have not tracked the pop culture history of mm. wokeness to explain why it came about. And when, if you look at the history of Glee and Occupy Wall Street, that sort of, you know, middle 2010s milieu, and people don't realize social media, that show hitting social media pre-Netflix, right? All of these things hitting at the same time just launched all of this stuff into the stratosphere. But I, I think social media is the biggest driver of all of it. Um, I, I think Glee played a role in pop culture, but I think it's part uh, – when, when did Glee come out? Do you know what year? It starts 2009. Yeah. And so, then it got big by – in 2011 is when it got big. The exact beginning of Twitter I and still Tumblr. think it's social media. And no, it's, but that's what I'm saying though. It's the combination of social media – with these TV shows that are introducing people at it's the first not, time. It's to, not academia. Uh, I think I No, think, and I agree with you on that. Yeah, Peter Bogosian and I have debated this. This stuff may have originated there in some sense, but these guys on the, nobody on Tumblr is, you know, going and reading these academic no, papers. It's, it's from not the that. 1980s. It's that when you when, at universities there's a bunch of different ideologies. Correct. There's critical race theory. Well, there used to be. There there used to be. But uh this is the one ideology, you know, critical race theory that comes out and expands and it's because intersectionality was uh, social media was a prime vector for stuffing keywords into articles so you can say you know trans women of color being experiencing police brutality is the epitome of black lives matter and you fit every single keyword you get more views and thus critical race theory starts becoming more and more prominent there you go yeah, no, I, don't, I don't see this i don't see this as necessarily being uh in in conjunction with that or or in in contra- contrast to that what i'm saying is this is you got to read this post right it's it's just amazing what she lays out where she's you have like, it on twitter or something this oh we have the whole thing everywhere right um lydia i think i said where you could one where the post millennial did is yeah post millennial did yeah. so our version is like super long and gets into like a ton of different things they went in and did basically a summary where we just post her tumblr post do you know when they posted it in 2017 i like how you know, the post millennial posted that no post millennial posted it today Oh, okay. Where, do you and know, then, do you so know the it, title, what it's called? It is, I think you just were, if you look up Glee, it'll probably come up. I like how you mentioned the, the psychosis that can come from identifying with a TV character, which isn't a real person. Exactly. And, and this is where, like, which the, Game of Thrones character are you? Which right. Glee character are you? Exactly. And you see these people like, so the popularity of those shows, plus intersectionality, hitting identity politics and social media at the same time, you put, this was a TV show, by the way, that was getting 30 million people in yeah. ratings at one point. Right. This is a massive, here's, massive here, cultural. Here's force. a story from Post Millennial. Entertainment consultant admits Glee sparked the woke movement within the U.S. Oh, did I mention that? By the way, the Tumblr user Twelve Clara it did an interview with Salon where she kind of like quasi outed herself in, in terms of real name and said, "Oh, by the way, my real name is Aaron. What do you do now? I work as a Hollywood entertainment consultant." Wow. <laughs> nice. Of course, of course, they all come from Tumblr. 
So were they consulted at the time? No, no, no. So when they were on Tumblr and involved in in like the toxic Glee fandom, no. Um, right there. The Glee fandom is not history. It's blood. I still see it all over this website. The vague posts, the deactivated URLs. Where do you think the word problematic became popular? Where do you think the representational anger? Glee was the hungry, gaping void that consumed us all. It's, it said, watch us and watch us and find yourself. Wow. There's something from everyone. And there's characters lesbian, characters gay, characters bisexual, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. And it said, this is your only outlet for body positivity. We are all oppressed by something, but we are different and we are outcast and we are you. Everyone's oppressed so long as you agree with them. Exactly. If you challenge it and say an individual can be strong, they say no, because I think it's really simple. Well, and this telling, is what, an, telling an individual, this is what they're, telling an individual they're strong breaks their collectivism. Telling an individual they're weak and oppressed means you have to be a part of the collective. Otherwise you'll be victimized. Well, and this so. is amazing because it's like, the show portrays all the protagonists of the show. And we do mention, of course, the Glee curse, and we get into that as well a little bit. But it portrays all of the main characters as victimized and oppressed and all of this when you've got the uh, captain of the football team, the captain of the cheerleading squad. You know, these people, they're they're all gorgeous. They're great singers. They're putting on, like, somehow they're able to do Broadway-level productions at, like, some random high school in Ohio. Yeah. And they seem to be quite popular across stage and screen in, in universe, right? In the show. And yet they're told that they are victimized and oppressed. And then they wear that as the badge of honor. This, I'm telling you, that audience that came up watching this show and then the other shows that spun off of it, this was one of the biggest plague ships of wokeness into the plague mainstream. Plague ship. The plague ship. That's a good way yes. to put it. Yeah, like, I'm not saying this is like, and people were, you know, were trying to flame the comments, you know, when I posted on Twitter today, they said, well, you know, Pasolbeck, this isn't the very first place that we saw political correctness. This isn't, I was like, guys, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this was one of the biggest vectors, but because the later seasons of it sucked and because of the Glee curse, which, and, you know, horrific What's things. The, Glee curse? the fact that three of the main characters are now, or the three of the main actors are now deceased. That's Whoa. Crazy. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. So Corey Monteith dies first. He he was the original main character right. and what of happened? the show. Uh, he ODs 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. During the show's course. Yeah. So yeah. He, he OD'd, and this was the captain of the football team character, uh, who ODs. Then you know what happened to Mark Salling, right? No. I don't watch Glee. I don't know who these people are. Uh, I mean, no, the huge story, though. Um, so I think it was while the show was wrapping up. He gets busted for child porn. Whoa. Oof, and yikes. this was sort of like the bad guy. So he was sort of like the, the foil for the main football player. He was like, you know, the tight end or something on the team, but he was like the bad boy who cheated on the cheerleader with, you know, with him and everything. And he gets busted for child porn, uh, gets arrested, later hangs himself. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And then, um, the other cheerleader, not the captain, but Santana. She drowned. And this, this is legitimate tragedy. This is yeah. just, uh, just a real tragedy. Just, just last year, she drowned in, in a lake outside of Los Angeles while trying to save her four-year-old son. Their, their, oh, their boat whoa. had capsized or something. Yeah. yeah. So sad. And she's, she gets her son back in. They find the son later on alone and have no idea where the mother is. They find her body, you know, later on, you know, and that's, part of that's brutal, man. Yeah. But, so, you know, just this crazy curse, they, they call it like the glee curse. Do you think that it was, um, so be, what I'm saying, my, my contention is that, and as horrific as all those things are, 
my contention is the fact that Glee isn't in the discourse as much anymore is because people talk about it in terms of this curse, but they also totally overlook the fact that it was the plague ship that introduced a lot of wokeness to a huge broad swath, particularly of millennials who are watching this thing. Because remember, we know they weren't working in 2009, mm-hmm. right? You know, nobody's got jobs. Everybody's, you know, maybe going into more debt while they're working on their masters and they're, they're starting to sign up to Twitter. They're starting to sign up to Tumblr. And what are they talking about? They're talking about Glee. And they would have been 10 and 12 Crazy. years old. Now they're 23. Do you think that it was intentionally produced that way to do that or just more like this is how we these people happen to feel like victims and they wrote a show about so it? So we we researched this and then I didn't write the piece, but I did edit it. And one thing that we do track is that when the show was originally written, it was actually kind of like a parody, right? Sort of a parody of like high school musical. And it was satirical. It was actually kind of tongue in cheek and it was meant to be self-aware. And it was the fandom that turned it into that. Mm. So when the fandom became so incredibly tribal about, I demand that my character that I identify with go through these, you know, aspects or the whole idea of, if you know anything about fan culture, uh, shipping, right? Do you guys know shipping? Yeah, no, what is it? Oh man. So, okay. Lydia, what, what is shipping? So shipping is basically where you like create this mindset where these people that you see in the show are in a relationship. Oh, right. It's like a fan. Right. Or so you want the characters to be in relationship, but then in some aspects of some fandoms, it gets so bad that you actually start making up these like conspiracies that the actors themselves are also secretly in a relationship. They did this, by the way, with the Star Wars movies, the Disney Star Wars movies. They called themselves Raylos. Right. (laughs) And dead serious. And the Raylos all believed that Adam Driver and um, what's the girl's name? Daisy. Daisy, Daisy Ripley um, had were in a secret relationship. They started harassing Adam Driver's actual wife in real life That's because, weird. again, the parasocial relationship went beyond. Right. So you've got an empathetic media mass psychosis, you know, formation going on where they need, they have an insatiable urge for their false reality or what we might call it a metaverse reality to come in and actually take the form in the real world to the point where the fact that Adam Driver is actually married to someone separate and that he's a real person who's, you know, I'm sure he's in love with his wife. That's why he married her. Um, that she needs to be removed from the story because that does not satisfy the beliefs of the Raylos. Dude, what are humans? I know, right? Hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And it's, and it's amazing and it's wild and unfortunately it's all true. And the fact that people overlook this influence, the toxic influence, and you could look at other shows. Like, so I, the reason that I'm kind of halfway into this stuff is because I originally started my Twitter account and blog in 2012 to make fun of the Game of Thrones TV show. And so I sort of came up online through that and then eventually got into making fun of politics. And here I am. Um, and so, but I remember that the Game of Thrones online fandom was just as bad, but it, you know, it wasn't as big as Glee was at the time. But it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. And I remember, like, I got kicked out of the, the DC Game of Thrones book club because, you know, I, I, I remember saying I thought it was funny that people were pirating all the episodes and so HBO wasn't getting any of the money. And these people lost their minds. They completely lost their mind. I got banned from the Game of Thrones Reddit. I got banned from all these wow. different things because I didn't have these types of like, false empathetic media relationships whereas other people were were literally i they could not separate themselves from that false reality and i think but by the way the most ubiquitous one of these of all 
um, the reason I don't mention it in terms of wokeness is because it's not particularly woke, though, is Harry Potter. Right. And and there is a reason that every aging childless millennial will always use Harry Potter as their reference, their frame of reference for literally everything. There was this creepy post on Reddit where this uh, teenage girl was like, my parents named me after a Harry Potter character and my brother after a Star Wars character. (laughs) They're obsessed with it. We hate it. We hate all of it. We get made fun of. Millennials, man. How about we do this? How about we go to Super Chats? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, already, Children of millennials, I'm, I'm sorry. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Except for my children, of course. Subscribe <laughs> to the channel. Smash that like button. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member. And we're going to have a members-only segment coming up for you guys at around 11 or so p.m. It's again at TimCast.com. Become a member. As a member, you're helping support our fierce and independent journalism. And you're helping support this show. But don't forget to uh, like the like smash. That's what I wrote yeah. in the pinned comment. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. I got messages from people. Because the other day I put smash the smash like, <laughs> and I actually got a bunch of emails. They were like, hey, just want to let you know you made a mistake. And I was like, no, I completely <laughs> <laughs> intentional. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Seth Boo says, Tim, I know it's early, but since you have Poso, you asked when the last time a new Christmas song was written. Sabaton wrote Christmas Truce. Check it out. Christmas Truce is excellent. I love that song. Super really? I've never, yeah. heard, I've not heard it. So it's, it's, well, you, you know, so Sabaton always, always, not always, but they do now. Um, they write metal, power metal songs about actual military history and actual Very battles. Cool. And so, but in Christmas Truce, of course, that's not a battle. That was the armistice that was held on Christmas Day between the French and the German soldiers, and they played a game of soccer across the trenches. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, cool story. Alex Tobias says, hey, Tim, I'm a video, ga- I'm a video game artist. I'm going to be fired soon for not getting the procedure. I sent an email to Jobs in April, but no reply. Happy to send another one if you'd like. Hi, Post. I'm a big fan. Um, let me write down your name because actually I think we need a video game artist. You can send to Spin the UFO. You can pass it on. I will art. write down your name. Send an email to spintheufo at gmail.com, right? Yeah. What's his name? Alex Tamayo. Perfect. I'll look for that. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at your samples and we do need uh, a video game artist. I believe, I believe we do. We have a, we have a couple projects in the works and so we could definitely use that assistance. Dragon Audiobook says, my name is Marco. I make audiobooks like Founders Keep, an epic fantasy fiction story with dragons, magic, and adventure. Oh, that's very that cool. Sounds awesome. All right. Let's see where we are at. Some people saying, um, welcome back, Ian. Hi, everyone. Uh, Waffle Sensei. You, Ian, welcome back. You look good, bro. Nice shave. We love you. Thanks, dude. Yeah. What were you doing? Where were, where were you? I went to Ohio for about 10 days, spent some time with family and friends. That was incredible. I went out to Washington State with a friend of mine. I uh, microdosed on some mushrooms and saw the world clearly. It was absolutely wonderful. And um, cool. spent a lot of time watching fractal geometric patterns like the 64 tetrahedron, the flower of life. Highly recommend looking into it. Thanks uh, for asking, Tim. All right. Uh, uh, Ghost Crusader says, Ian is correct. At the end of the Langoliers, they run down the terminal holding hands <laughs> yeah. and jump in the air to a freeze frame. Lock it in. Yo, check- I didn't I didn't realize Stephen King did the... Um, the uh, um, <sighs> the miniseries? No, 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 no. Did the... the, the what you call it? The um, 16 Candles. Who did 16 Candles? John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah, the John Hughes yeah. ending. Oh, yeah. The, it's really funny. Well, the 80s John Hughes. Yeah. Right. Later John yeah. Hughes got away from that stuff. <laughs> There's a, in in Ready Player Two. There's a whole John Hughes planet inside the uh, the Oasis. You know, I would love to. It's someday in the future. Let's let's have a psychedelic expert on because my experience with mushrooms. I mean, and it's, Graham Hancock, Graham it, Hancock. Oh, we'll Graham do it. Hancock, yeah. Get Graham. Hancock Largest organism on. in the world is that mycelial net under Earth. It's 
fascinating creature. McKenna yeah. would also yeah. be good. I interviewed him. Before. Oh, Terrence McKenna. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, 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 a, here's a good one. The Grim Truth says, I feel about Ian as I feel about Graphene. I don't know what either does, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> your beautiful Great. soul. I love you. I love you. I love, right. by the way, one, one thing when I'm, when I'm talking to like other like political type people in DC and about, about Tim Pool, they're like, they're like, yeah, I like Tim. I like, Lee, but there's this Ian guy. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't quite get what he is. I'm like, well, exactly. I, I was talking to Michael and he was like, it took me a minute to figure out what Ian brought to the show, but now I get it. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I also, get, t- Ian is the perfect foil for Tim. I left for two weeks. I was like, let's just give yeah. it some time, you know, love. What do they say? Time heals all wounds. (laughs) Give it some space, Crossland. All right. Scotty says, how do you think the Supreme Court will rule on the stay request for the vaccine mandates this Friday? Well, keep in mind that that stay requests don't necessarily mean the final ruling, right? That's just the emergency injunction. And so um, unless I'm, I'm not tracking on something that I think this is just the emergency injunction. And typically we've seen that this Supreme Court, now it depends, it's not the entire court that'll rule on it. It's just like which panel of judges that you draw. So I think it's three um, that they have not been ruling on. They have not been uh continuing state so they've been allowing the states to be able to be able to run as they see fit and then waiting for a full right. hearing all right beefy says getter just blocked tommy robinson's movie trailer called the rape of britain so they're censoring as well thoughts keep it the good work it's usually how it starts is with white uh the supremic uh content like it's okay to be with all that, is, that white stuff that that's because it's that legal that, i don't think that's that i don't think that's what tommy robinson isn't he like a white is, i don't think that's what the documentary no. is about i'd have okay. to I'd, I'd have to check that out that because i, I remember that. i remember that seeing a lot of promotion for that on getter recently and so it would surprise huh. me that they Jeez. you know i'd have to look at the specifics if, yeah yeah tommy robinson's uh documentary i haven't seen the trailer it's about grooming gangs mm-hmm. oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's not the kind of thing where I mean, they, that's been they, his whole his whole career basically. Right, right. When right. they target a person, like I was always of the like ilk 17. that if someone ba- violates content, you ban that account. But if they make a new account and they choose not to violate the content anymore, then they're in the clear. As opposed to looking at Tommy and like wherever he is, let's just try and whack a mole Tommy. Doesn't make any. That's not social. You know, it's anti-social. It's, it's political, like, man. Mm. All right, Nate Carpenter says, "Do you think that these special ops people killed the lady on January 6? Only person dead, and we don't know who killed her." Um that's Ashley, not true, though. We yeah, do know. We, yeah, yeah. We, we do know the guy's name now, don't we? I don't want to say it because, you know, I'm not sure. No, no. But, I mean, he's been – he's he was on uh, 60 Minutes, I believe. He was on ABC. All right. Well, there I you mean, go. He's, you say yeah, he's, come, you know he's come public. Um, lieutenant – I can't think of his name. I'm talking about. He's a lieutenant, though, um, the U.S. Capitol Police, and he's he's come public. Someone can remind me. Yeah, I'm he's sure. the guy that previously left a firearm, he left in, a, a firearm in a public, yeah, in a public place and was and, reprimanded and it was, for the, that. The, the, the interview was horrific, by the way. Like They had to help him through the interview, and he was – Basically, I mean, he was saying stuff about like, I had, you know, I had to do that. You know, she was going to kill Mike Pence. She was going to do all this stuff that, you know, he couldn't possibly know by looking at her and that he couldn't possibly. Now, he could say uh, he could have said a number of things, but the stuff that he was was saying in this interview, it made, it made him look horrific. It mm. made him look really bad. We got a super chat from John Paul Diodati. He says, Hey, Tim, I'm also a 3D artist and I would love to support the cause. YouTube name is accurate. We uh, also send an email to spin the, uh, spin the UFO at gmail.com with your name and we'll get back to you because we could use a 3D artist as well. But um, probably more for like 3D printing, resin and, and ABS and things like that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll take a look and we'll see what's what's going on. Do you guys see Tommy Robinson? Car blown up outside yes. Telford Hotel eight That's hours we, ago. Seriously? Yeah, we, we we I think 
I think we have an article on that. I so think you think he's being? Do you think he's being targeted because of this documentary he did? Yo, they've been going after this guy relentlessly. I mean, they've been targeting Tommy Crazy. for years. Yeah, yeah, man, in and out of jail and all the rest of it. Just and and it's like well, they, they locked him up for reporting on the case yep. of yeah, the grooming. Yeah. Case. He was he was it was like they were about to issue a verdict or something, and he's outside the courtroom like, oh, you're interfering with the trial. So you're and under he was I, I remember that video by the way. He was he was filming himself. Yeah, and he was talking. I believe it was Facebook, and he was just talking to his phone. And they are they out for that, for that, dude, man. That's crazy. All right. Omega says, Tim, there is no such thing as establishment left. Right means establishment and left means counter-establishment. I cringe every time. That is not true. That Whoa, is completely wrong. Some, someone's living in the 1950s. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, no, you are, you are incorrect, sir. Uh, with all due respect, I appreciate the super chat, but you are wrong. This so, is why, by the way, every remake of Footloose will feature a Christian pastor. Right. Even though <laughs> even though we know that in the 1980s, Christian pastors may over some small towns of America ha- wielded that amount of control. The, the, the plot of Footloose is that they're not allowed to, you know, have rock dancing music is and, and dancing is forbidden in the town. And so they have to go just outside the town limits to hold the, the prom. And, you know, Kevin Bacon's there. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's there. <laughs> and um, and so the Christian right hasn't had that power in the United States for decades right it the the left has been ascendant by and far but it is completely the origin story and ethos of the left to as your commenter just said stated to be we are the counter revolution we are the counter revolutionaries we are the rebel alliance we are the ones who are fighting against against you when they don't realize they won years ago they won they years are the ago. establishment you are the empire now. but the point is this is your uh, your music video yeah, well, language is just how we describe concepts and ideas. You're not going to convince that. You're not going to, you're not going to be speaking English if you call Hassan, you know, a uh, right wing. They're going to be like, what? Like, well, he's right wing because he is establishment and he supports establishment narratives and big corporations. So he's inherently right wing. It's, it's nonsensical. Like when Vosh says Tim Pool's a conservative, anybody who knows anything about conservatives, establishments like, change. That's literally not true. Like that, yeah. ma- that makes no sense. Establishments change. Establishments left change. and right mean many different things. There's the economic scale where left is cooperative systems and right is competitive systems. And then you have the uh, cultural scale where far right means traditionalism and far left means progressivism. And then there is the revolutionary scale, which is the left were revolutionary and the right were status quo. It means a variety of different things. So there you go. You also have um, the you know libertarians would would describe it as, you know, totalitarian versus anarchism. Right. Yeah. The up and the down. There's a bunch of different ways. There's so many different ways you could, you could go. All right. We got another one. We got another, um, semantic statement. Dan says, stop using the word liberal to refer to the Democrats. That word has a root in the Latin word for freedom. And the Democrats are not, are, are, are not for anything about freedom. We need to take that word back. Crackpot authoritarian? Liberalists. I, 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 that's why I can't stand when people say liberalism. So the, the the idea of being able to take words back, I think, doesn't work. I think the way that the but when a new term is placed into the discourse, it actually becomes a jump ball, and the the people who can run to that one the fastest are the ones who then claim it. So the perfect edition of this. Uh, there's there's two actually that I can think of recently in the, the sort of linguistic warfare that's out there. Number one is fake news. The term fake news was not created by Donald Trump or anyone on the right. It's created by the Washington Post yep. and you know a sort of milieu of left wing journalists who were using it to describe people who were posting stuff online, like like Luke or myself or Tim or basically everyone in this room um, during the election. They said you are fake news. Then the right stole that and basically independent stole that right. and used it. 
to uh, on essentially mainstream media for the, the remainder of history, and they've been destroyed. The other one is Let's Go Brandon, yeah. right? As silly as it is, um, <sighs> this was not something that was created by the right. And I think it's so hilarious every time I see people try to say this. No, it was created by an NBC reporter. Right. All right, Matthew says, hey, all trying to escape the Oregon regime. V-A-M-T or T-X. Wife cannot finish her degree in education without the jab. I need a decent paying state for teaching and agriculture irrigation work. Love y'all. P.S.F. Fauci. Yeah, what do you think? Which state? Is that, uh, what is it, uh, Vermont, Montana, or Texas? Well, not Vermont. No, that's yeah, not Vermont. Crazy Virginia. Sorry, no, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, Vermont's the, the number one VT. most vaccinated state. V-A oh, wow. would be Virginia. Yeah. Right, Virginia. I wouldn't go to Virginia. We're, no, we're, uh, Montana, maybe. Montana, Idaho. Yeah, the challenge. So when we were looking at places to set up, I the first place I looked was Montana and Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. The problem is infrastructure, and so yes. you know, if if you get an airport, we can fly people wherever. It's it's you know that's if you the, live in a city, you know that's the plot of Yellowstone, or it was the it? Plot, it was the plot of Yellowstone. They 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 go out to build a company in Wyoming, uh, Montana. Montana. Yeah. But what, what kind of company? Well, it's, it's, um, so it's done from the perspective of a rancher who's fighting against all the people. Oh. Trying to, and that's, and the rancher is, um, uh, uh, I heard it's really good. It was until this last season. Oh. It, it just goes off the rails. Totally off the rails. <laughs> all and right. Well, and, Kev, and Kevin Costner's the lead, but, but it's so really we, good until this season. It's actually fairly expensive. Yeah. It's not as cheap as people think. West Virginia is, I think West Virginia was better. Um, that's why we chose it because there's big plots of land for low cost and infrastructure is right there. Now we had to get the cable lines installed, the fiber optic, and that was really expensive. Yeah. So they came and actually laid down the line, buried it, and then had to connect it to the house, which is we had to hire a second company to do it. it took like four months or whatever. More here at this place. Do you yeah. Mind, that was mind if I ask? And it's yeah, and well. I understand if you can't say, but but did the state offer you anything for that? Because you I mean, we didn't ask them. Oh, but you, no. I mean, they knew you were setting up a shop here, setting up a business. As a I mean, we owner. Well, no one came and talked to us and we didn't talk to anybody. Right. Cause in, in other states, by West the way, Virginia, they, will, though. they will offer in other states, they will offer. Oh, right. Um, they will offer, you know, tax credits, but only if you go in cities, right? Because they want to build up the cities. Right. You're out in the, and we were up to Ala- up in Alaska and I was talking to a microbrewery about this that was out, you know, sort of in one of the more touristy areas. And they were saying, he's like, they don't give me anything, man. The state, they'll give me, and the federal government will give me all these subsidies if I go and link in in the grid and make the city bigger. But if I say, no, I want to run my business out here in a rural area because I love this area and I love serving these people, I'm on my own. I, I wonder gotta if I've got to pay full freight. If the governor um, of West Virginia would let, would work with us to build like an off-grid, on-grid hybrid setup where we can shut off free domestand of the grid and then turn it, put it back on. We, we should actually, um, you know, probably our, our reach out. That. If you guys listening know anybody who works in West Virginia, we're in, um, we're, we're near Harper's Ferry. We're in, so I don't, I don't give out too much because we're currently doing construction, but we have free domestand. We bought a big plot, like 50 acres. And, um, maybe, maybe there's something we can do. Cause one of the reasons I want to, uh, right now this facility we're in is in Maryland. We're on the border. And then I live in West Virginia, but we want to, we're going to set up our main big hub in West Proud Virginia. West Virginian, Tim Pool. Yeah, absolutely. Proud West Never Virginia. thought I'd live in that state. Um, but it's opportunity. There's, there's a ton of opportunity there. And I don't, I don't think Florida, I think Florida has freedom. I think Texas has freedom, but I don't think they have as much opportunity because it's, they're both very overdeveloped. New Hampshire's pretty good. Weather could be an issue. And so we ultimately settled on West Virginia. And even in the panhandle, there's a, there's a bunch of opportunities. Did you definitely so, want to be East Coast? Uh, no, no, we were looking at Wyoming and Montana. Okay. But infrastructure was a huge problem. Yeah. So I was like in the middle of nowhere, extremely expensive internet, very little, few roads. 
if we did do it, uh, setting up, setting up there, we'd have to fly people in and have a guest house for them instead of a hotel or something, depending on where we were. And then just internet in, in general was very difficult. Now with Starlink coming out. I was going to say Starlink would change that. Yeah. But they're delayed. We were supposed to have Starlink already and they're like, we'll get it to you at some point next year. So, but now, um, we're, we've got a, we've got like three too, different too busy, lines. Elon's too busy opening up factories in, uh, in Xinjiang. We got a new building being built, 7,500 square feet, three stories. This is going to be insane. So it's uh, 7,500 square feet total space, but then we're building internal structures in a portion of it for the new studio. It's going to be amazing. The designs are insane, and we're going to be hiring more people, doing more work, doing more you know production, and I think that's going to be a huge opportunity for the people who, who are near us in West Virginia for work. It'll build up the economy. Maybe we should reach out to see. If- that being said, that being said, I have I, – there's a little beef between me and Tim that, that I should probably mention before we get done oh, here. Boy. And speaking of building new facilities, because I would have loved – to show you the new facilities at Turning Point USA out in Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> oh that's when, right. when we had America Fest with 10,000 screaming patriots it's crazy. It's huge. who came out. I don't know if you saw any of the videos of that thing. That's where I was for 10 days out oh. in Phoenix. Dude, We there, there's three buildings already right now out there for Turning wow. Point. And they are expanding. Wow. and That's cool. So they got a, a ne- campus? It's it's a campus. Yeah, oh. it's essentially a campus. Well, we're going to do that here in West Virginia. And yeah. so we should we should compare notes. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So we're gonna have um, zip line. Yeah, yeah, no, we are in, in inside the building. Oh, I meant from here to turning point. Well, oh, what I, I what I want, yeah. well, what I want, no, a turning like point. Orbital what a turning point line. should do because the buildings are actually in pretty close proximity. We should have building to building zip lines. So yeah. You don't have to go downstairs and walk across the parking Perfect. lot. Yes. We're gonna have the studio is gonna be in the second floor as like a uh, its own unique structure mm-hmm. and the whole back wall. So like for you guys that are watching, when you're seeing Jack, it's gonna be glass. And you're going to look and you're going to be able to see the whole production facility. I want to be like a giant wall of TVs and I'm just on that wall all the time. Outside? Looking <laughs> yeah, down on right, people? Just looking down on people. <laughs> all right, all right. But, but we'll, There's we'll a good feeling in the space. We, th- we think this might be up and running within six months. You want to do so one, one? How many words per minute are you typing there, Bob? One one way glass so we can see past No, no, no. Jack people can watch it. Oh, people cool. can look in and see the show. Yeah. We actually used to have that at, at Navy Intel. Um, we had... We like the control room that was above, and then you would have a map of the world was behind you, and then any any incidents or if something was going on that would flash up on the oh, world cool. map, and you could, and then whoever was running it, whoever was like the officer of the deck, or if the captain was around, the CO, um, you could or you could say, hey, zoom in on that, and then that, that would blow. That'd be cool. Up. If let's, it was like yeah. uh, this coming in from New Mexico, and it like zooms to the thing, and then it like zooms in, and the story comes up as he's explaining on the glass. That's yeah. that's exactly. Well, we're not there yet. I'm so just saying. It's expensive. There. There. Yeah. All right, let's let's read some more. We got Tom. Tom Bear says, how about CERN getting fired up in March at three times power? Get ready for the reality shift, folks. It is coming. We lost Harambe last time. Let's see what happened. <laughs> we lost Harambe. We lost Berenstain. It, or Berenstain. It's now yeah. Berenstain. We Ian's, lost... Uh, you're going you're gonna to be watching the show, and the next day, Ian's going to be super ripped and like three feet taller. That's right. No joke either. No joke. His hair's going to be short, and he's going to be like, you all this. Carrot top, Ian. Carrot top, Ian. Full carrot top. That is crazy. Carrot top. Was he always ripped like that? No. No. That's what's crazy about it. He went he, was, he normally looked like Ian. He was just on Rogan. He said he was in Vegas working and make, he had everything taken care of. So he just went nuts and started working out three hours a day. Good for him. There you go. Wow. Jacked. That's what some people in prison do that. Yeah. yeah. That's what the entertainment industry is like. Pretty much. All right. Let's grab some uh, super chats. Fisheye Studios says, has anyone noticed Luke enunciates his words very thoroughly? Such as against, he hangs on to the st all the way through. Admirable. But I notice he flies through his words in Polish. Love you, Luke. Okay. <laughs> That's ESL, folks. That's ESL. Luke, you you worked out today. 
you were saying before the show. We got a kickboxer trainer here, um, and uh, it was exhausting. So I'm I'm obliterated. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Wild. But it's working on the high kick. A lot of different things. Yeah. yeah. Don't you mean a lot of different things? <laughs> I'll talk how I want. Okay? <laughs> all right. And we're, we're all says, going to West Virginia now. Ian makes the show ten times better. Love you, dude. Well, there you go. There you go. That's one magnitude. Oh, I love you on the show. Michael Scott Matthews says, is giving children Harry Potter names any less cringe than giving children Bible names? Both works of fiction. Spicy. Yeah, cringe, cringe comment. Very cringe comment. <laughs> Very Let's see. The basis so of indeed. all of Western civilization versus a book about some kids that go to magic school. <laughs> seems magic roughly school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? I don't know why this matters, but um, Rex says Jon Snow and Egret are married in real life. I, that makes me so are they happy. St- are they still married? Oh, are they? I, don't, I think I don't so. Know. I know they got. Rose. I know they got married. Oh, is that a reference to a Game of um, Peter Dinklage? Reference. Because Peter Dinklage said they wanted the pretty white people to. Oh. Did he say that? He said people hated it because they wanted the pretty white people to like flee together or something like that. I don't know, something stupid. I didn't say Peter Dinklage. I've I've heard that Peter Dinklage is just a complete jerk in I, real life. That was a beautiful love story. Those two, like you could see them falling in love while they were working together. Oh. I thought. It's, every once in a while you see actors, that happens with, with a couple uh, actors. Kid, kid. Hey, lose it, man. I, I hope What's the guy's name? Oh, Kid Harrington. Yeah, uh, I don't know anything. Uh. I don't know anything. M- All right. Mumbling Kamikaze says, thanks for the great show, Tim Cast and Poso. NASCAR just removed a Let's Go Brandon sponsorship for this year. You guys should contact Brandon Brown and support his team in these trying times. Support <laughs> Brandon, man. They're canceling him over something someone else it's said. Good, and that's pathetic. No, no, it's because the Let's Go Brandon coin... Uh, was going to come in and then sp- because he wasn't able to get sponsorships. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're, so canceling. they're canceling the sponsorship no, they, of Let's Go Brandon. He got canceled because right. of the meme. Right. So then he's like, okay, I'll take this sponsor, Let's Go Brandon coin. And then they're like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR has right of refusal on all sponsorships. Wow. So like, so like you can't have like, you know, they could, you know, for like adult stuff or they have their terms of service as well. But no, that, that's clearly. You know, clearly politicizing. But if this was, by the way, if this was left wing, anything left wing that was coming in, you know NASCAR would let that in 100%. Like a BLM coin? All right. Exactly. Strider says, I work at Kohl's. Today they announced they will be following OSHA's ETs, which ETS, which requires you to reveal vaccination status and start weekly testing. Supreme Court is hearing arguments against this on the 7th of January. Tyranny. I heard that uh, Starbucks was going to be mandating all of their employees. I heard that too. And I was kind of wondering, like... How mu- how many employees do you think a Starbucks has? 40? 16? Oh, 40? 40? I don't know. Uh, you guys agree? 40? I don't know. What, million? No, 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 no. One Starbucks location. Or just one Starbucks? 16, yeah. final answer. 16? 30. 30? 30. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder how much they make. And if I can go to the local Starbucks out here and be like, anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine is going to be fired, I will hire you right now. We need baristas. No, not even. I just be like, I'll hire you at the same hourly rate, and we'll give you a guaranteed forty hours a week, and you can just, I don't know, hold a sign saying, "Fired know, from Starbucks." Fired from Starbucks, <laughs> and like, you know, I'll pure, give you a, pure, pure blood, we'll get guaranteed year of work or whatever. Yeah, there's got to be a way to do that ethically. Give what's, them something what's, to do. That, yeah, what's on, wait, what's unethical what, what's, yeah. about that? I will pay uh, you to hold up a sign saying, "I I quit this job because of the vaccine mandates, and I refused," and then just hold the sign and stand. And there. then underneath, watch Tim Cast IRL. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't want it to be about me. I'd be like. Here you go, guys. Guaranteed income. You don't have to do this. You get one year because it really doesn't make sense beyond that. But you'll have a year to figure figure things out and you'll keep getting paid and you'll got to make coffee. No more customers. All you got to do is say, I refuse to work under these conditions. We could totally do that. 
Tim is trying to start Occupy Starbucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. No, he's coming about full circle. Culture jamming, you know? What are some clever ways to engage in? It's not even nonviolent civil disobedience. It's just like protest. Occupy Starbucks. Let's like, do it. You know, I, I wonder, you've got all these people, uh, you know, like Joe Rogan's got a big show, but he's not expanding his voice beyond his, his show. Comedy Club. That's the one thing he's doing. You were talking about on your uh, show yeah, earlier. Yeah. I was no, that, that I know. But I mean, like, the conversations he has, the very real, newsworthy conversations, comedy show is not going to do that. Comedy show will will help for sure, but that voice he has on Joe Rogan's on, on the Joe Rogan experience won't expand unless he puts money into it. Is he, and he doesn't have to, you know. Is he speaking at this this rally that's coming up, the um, the anti mandates rally? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Because I, I know like I know McCullough and uh, Malone are speaking, oh. and then they mentioned that they have like some secret celebrity speakers. Right? Where, where is it? It's in DC. All right. It's coming out at the end of January. And then. What's, what was it called again? Because I remember seeing something I think it's about an this. Anti mandate rally. I know, but it was called like something. I forgot. People no, they, they were sending it to me. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the sending it to it. me too. They're going to be mad that I got it wrong. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think Brett Weinstein speaking. Defeat the mandates. DC. Defeat the mandates. Defeat the mandates DC. There you go. And, um, and I remember when, when Malone mentioned it on the podcast, Rogan, you know, he kind of had like a non response response to it. And so it got me got me wondering if he was one of Ooh, one of the one of the celebrity speakers. No idea. Let's do uh, let's do run one more. That'd be wild. That'd actually be wild. I was at the Juggalo March, by the way. Oh yeah, I remember the Juggalo <laughs> March. That was awesome. They kicked out Antifa. All right, let's see. Happy little tree says, "Hey gang, hey Poso, got another dichotomy hey. that we can use for this current conflict: let's assassins and Templars. Twenty twenty one and twenty twenty were twenty twenty and twenty twenty one were the years we found found out who is who." Is that a reference to the video game or like Assassin's Creed? I don't know. Yeah, Warhammer. Except everything about Assassin's the Assassin's Creed, Creed um, history is completely backwards. But okay. Yeah, but no, no, no. Let's be real. The one thing they got right was that the apple in the Bible was actually a reference to a computer that contained a bunch of information, and the aliens—it was alien technology, right? Sure, sure. Have you guys played so. that game? That's yeah. the story. That's, no, that's that's, 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 that's secret <laughs> right, Bible history. Kind of we're not we're not supposed to talk about that. Okay. All right, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the subscriber hour, Everybody. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, all right, I think, everybody. I think the apple was judgment, by the way. Um, one more super chat. Ryan asks if we're putting an event center at Freedomistan. We had yes. judgment prior to that. We are. One of the goals we're going to have at Freedomistan is that if you are a member of uh, TimCast.com at, at a certain level, we haven't figured it out yet, that we're going to actually have a, like, you can apply to come and hang out on Friday nights, and it'll be like 10 tickets per week. This is what we wanted to do here. And we couldn't, but the new space will be able to, and you'll be like hanging at the bar and you can see the show while we're doing it. You'll hear it and everything and hang out. So Candace Owens does, she has like, um, uh, you pay something, but then she'll have like a live audience. I mean, when I've done her show, it's, I mean, it's like Ellen, right? You you walk in and the whole, and, and everyone's applauding and they have like the little applause sign and it's big audience too. It's wild. It's electrifying. All right, everybody. It, it adds something to the show. It really does. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. Help support our journalism. But we're going to have a members-only segment posted about uh, around 11 or so p.m. for all of you guys. So we greatly appreciate it. You can follow the show, TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. Follow us on Instagram where we post clips. You can follow me at TimCast. I'm on Instagram as well. I'm not I Twitter, whatever. I like posting silly things on Instagram, so follow me there. Uh, Jack, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, Jack Posobiec, host of Human Events Daily on the Turning Point Network. Uh, follow Human Events. We give you the entire news that you need to know in just 25 minutes a day. It's just that easy. You don't have to listen for two hours. You don't have to listen for three hours. It's just 25 minutes. But if you do get a little bit tired listening to those long waiting, podcasts, if you get a little bit tired, the best way to recharge yourself 
Is it the best night's sleep in the whole oh, wide world? Available to you at mypillow.com promo code POSO. I hear those are awesome, by the way. My mom has one. Everybody who got, did you use promo code POSO? Did you use promo code POSO to get your mother a MyPillow, Ian? Oh, Becky? Someone, Ian! Had, Tell someone, me. someone tweeted, I signed up for a getter. And I ha- and and I haven't seen a post that wasn't an ad for my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that my pillow. I was going to ask you. I was like, "Where's the my pillow?" And here we no, I, I, I didn't, yeah, never, but a lot. I tell you what, though, a lot of people. By the way, if you got a new my pillow for Christmas, and a lot of people have new my pillows now because we just had Christmas, make sure you run it through the dryer once to activate yes. the patented fill. This is something. There's a little card on the inside that tells everyone to do this, but not everyone does because they're like, oh, "I don't need to read that. I throw it out." Like I was the guy that always read the manual before I played the video game. Um, instead of like, because I like the story. I like because there was always a little bit of a story in there. Um, run it through there because I get a lot of people saying, "Hey man, this pillow, like you said, it's gonna be good." But run it through dry, even even fifteen minutes. One cycle is fine. Fifteen minutes, it it just fluffs it up. Boom, pops it up like a ballpark frank. I don't know a kid from Chicago knows about ballpark franks. <laughs> I definitely don't believe in reading the instructions beforehand, <laughs> and uh, real men don't do that. But anyway, when you're not uh-huh. sleeping and, and and dozing off, you could be traveling, expatting, and also escaping, as I just released my travel, expatting, and escaping hacking masterclass, 50 never-before-seen ve- videos, all available on LukeUncensored.com. I got a couple classes on there. I'm really proud of the video that I did today talking about the El Salvadorian government mandates that they just released with a very funny important video to the general public so i talked about in great that about in great detail i'm very proud of that video lukeuncensored.com hope to see some of you guys there thanks for having me follow me at iancrossland.net is really good to be back great to see you guys again um i can confirm kit harrington and rose leslie are married with the baby congrats congrats for them and i want to give a shout out to uh mike who I saw at the Red Horse Diner in Ellensburg, Washington. Woo! Very if you're good. out there, cool that you watch the show. Good to see you, Matt. It's weird, like, for the first time I'm going out and someone knew who I was <laughs> That's awesome. outside. It was very, very casual, very, very, very normal. I think this is just the way it's going to be. Normal. Was it someone who was like, oh, you're Ian. I can't stand you on the are show, you, but you I know who you are. And man, I was talking about science hard before he approached me, too. So you've been listening for a while. Mike, thanks, man. Good to see you, buddy. And you guys Bye. may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlitz. Very glad the gang's all back together and looking forward to another great week. We will see you all at TimCast.com, 11 or so p.m. For members only, sign up, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.